Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Come Play Podcast. This is episode 42. My name is Tyler, and with me today are Bobby and Zach. And uh, if you're noticing a little bit of a quality difference from myself and Zach. It's because of me. It's because I bought a new mic and no one else listens to my (laughs) voice. Uh, Yeah, we have our quality, both getting uh, Blue Yetis and... Man, there's a little, there's a difference. Seriously, like I can already uh, tell the difference the right difference. now. This is our first Man, podcast okay. with new equipment. We all sound beautiful, except Bobby. See, I I was the first one to start this trend. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you. Kidding me? Uh, sorry, you. my God. Sorry for the uh, technical difficulties at the start of the show. And Brendy uh, may join us. Hopefully, will we will see. He's getting um, a big boy job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting a Wish job. Him though, luck. Hopefully, Wish him yeah. luck. Yeah. Everybody. Yes, so it's best for your pockets. The man's so, working hard. So uh, hopefully he will be with us today. We'll see. Um, but for now, we will uh, trek on. Uh, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, sports battle, sports betting and the legalization of sports betting and Pete Rose. But as always, we're going to start the show with Zach's thought of the week. Thought so of this here. week Thought this week is uh, something that I really had to think about when I saw it on the interwebs. Okay. Choose one. Okay. Baby Groot or Baby Yoda? Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> Some of you guys might have seen this on, yep. online this week, yeah. but I saw it and I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Baby that's, Groot and Baby that's a rough, Yoda. That's a rough choice, but I've made my decision, so I'll let you boys present your case. Baby All Yoda right. has my whole heart right now, too. Damn it. Um, fuck. I don't know. Yeah. I always loved Baby Groot in the movie, man. It was so fucking fun. I'm going to tell like you right it. now, I'm team Baby Groot. Baby Groot is way more <laughs> powerful than Baby Yoda. I, I think I'm Baby Groot, too. It's fun. I mean, Bobby is definitely the... Um, well, Nerd. I guess I don't mean Nerd. him. Just to say. Well, <laughs> well I was actually going to say, like, you've always the been... The Star into, Wars nerd. Yeah. No, you've always been into, like, that kind of stuff, though. Like, you're mm. a avid movie, you know, movie watcher and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, avid movie watcher. I mean, it's, I I haven't watched. So it comes from the new uh, Mandalorian series on Disney Plus, which I have Disney Plus. I just haven't really explored it yet. Um, two of my roommates are watching it currently. One is a massive Star Wars fan, so um, he's he's been loving Baby Yoda. Um, I caught a glimpse of the show yesterday when he was watching it out in the in the living room, and uh, Baby Yoda was using the Force to lift this ship up in the fucking air. Uh which I was dying at, honestly, when I walked by and saw that just this baby just had his hand raised from like his carriage. And yeah, that is adorably it. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> so That's the only way I can describe that. Yeah, no, it's it's a good way to describe it. But um, uh, I gotta stick with Baby Groot, man. I saw him first, and he's just so. Adorable. I gotta stick with Baby Groot. I, I gotta mean, stick, Baby man. Groot. He's the OG. Dude, he baby can't die. Is, if he, like, my he just son. He can't die. He, he literally cannot die. He literally will outlive his parents and everything else in between. Like, yeah, and then when he gets old, you just replant him, and then he grows up again with a new family. <laughs> just replant him. Yeah, you know, you know, you said that uh, he's like you've seen this on on the internet, and that's why you brought this up. Right. Yeah. It's funny because I haven't seen that because what I see every other fucking tweet. Is um I'm gonna tell my kids this is yeah the, blah, I'm gonna blah, tell blah. my kids this... yo that is like 
pissing what did I, me off. What did I post today in the uh, meme arena? I, I posted a picture oh, of fucking, uh, a, a Wee Man. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I posted a picture Wait, of I Wee can... Man and said, telling my kids this was Peter Dinklage. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me pull up the... Uh, this, spe- this picture of Wee Man is special, too. Let me uh, pull that up for everybody here on stream, just so they can see Wee Man all his glory. Look at this man. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, I'm a massive Jack like, fan. I love this man. The thing about that meme is, like, some of them are funny, but then others are just, like, like just flat-out dumb. And I'm just like, this is kind of getting overplayed at this point. Oh, dude, I love the ones that are just stupid. Oh, yeah. It's like, all right, that's a stretch, but it's still funny. Yeah, no, I'm on that side. I mean, it can, yeah, I can, it's definitely overused, but then again, so is every other meme that gets put into the ground. Right, you know, so, the ones where you blow out it, blow air out of your nose twice. Yeah. <laughs> Quality, very funny. I was funny. enjoying the, uh, when Ben Simmons finally hit his first career three pointer a few days ago, uh, and everyone was, was saying, um, you're saying, like, I tell my kids this is Isaiah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, he, Hold on, sorry, I'm a little behind on basketball, but he didn't hit a three-pointer for an entire season. For his career, correct. he's been around yeah. for how long, too? Well, yes, less. So th- this is his third. <laughs> Technically, it's his fourth year, but this is his third because yeah. he sat out the first year. Then there was the whole Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, Rookie of the Year thing. So let, then... let me get this clear. He's now played three full seasons. Well, two full seasons and and a handful of games in his third, yes. Okay, so it took him that long to get one three-pointer. Correct. We trust the process, Zach. And he's getting paid how much? (laughs) Uh, He just signed his extension over the summer. Yeah, I mean, look, he's a great player. Maybe I should hit up the Sixers for a job. (laughs) (laughs) Three-pointers are just never his thing. But you don't have to make three-pointers? I'm hired. (laughs) It's funny though, because I uh, like the crowd. Of course, was like very into it. Like, like mind. that shot went up, and like everybody just like gasped, and then it, you know it went in, and everybody just went crazy. And the funny thing about that is, like Ben Simmons, like not even a hint of a smirk, and he was just you know. Um, right. Twitter just... blew the hell up. It was really fun to watch. I must oh say. yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Sorry about that sidetrack. I just had to you know had a big WTF <laughs> moment about yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's deserved. That it's been almost a meme for Sixers Twitter for the past year and a half, honestly. So Jesus Christ, man, how does somebody like that get a job in pro sports, dude? Because otherwise, because outside of not being able to make the threes, he's a very great player. But, yeah, like that's the thing. He can work on the inside. He can do all the other but stuff. It's not even like, one you know three. Like not everybody's good at threes, but one three in I three seasons. Three, I think three just literally one. Yeah, I I think uh, well, I mean the whole narrative was like he just wasn't shooting them at all. Like he wanted, and then and then like this this all off season, there was like those videos coming from like you know local friggin' YMCA's of him hitting, uh, you know, hitting threes and everybody. He was working on it, man. Like he was absolutely working on it over the the summer. Oh yeah, yeah, it took him quite a while. Oh yeah. (laughs) So anyway. Yep. Anyway, yeah, I all agree I, on Baby Groot. Baby, baby Groot, yeah. Absolutely. Baby Groot. Yeah. Baby, wow, I'm surprised none of you guys chose Baby Yoda. I don't know, man. I, baby you, Groot was the OG. You'd so think I, with I, the I hype with Mandalorian right now, Baby Yoda would be the popular choice, but I'm like Baby Groot all the way. Yeah. I didn't I, have to I, think about it that long. I was like, yeah, Baby Groot. Like, Baby Groot's a lot cooler. I, I've been enjoying the Baby Yoda spam on Twitter, though. I have right, been enjoying same. it. Same. So, By the way, I'm totally on board. 
a little bit of a sidetrack because I know Bobby just mentioned that. Like, how do you guys feel about the whole? I mean, I, I obviously it's been announced for a while, but the whole Disney Plus thing, like, um, you know, just becoming becoming a service, and then the inclusion of Hulu and um, ESPN Plus in it as well. Let me tell you what I think. Me. Scam. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't it be? So here's the thing. And this may be a few minutes here that I'm going to take, so I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> um, so, as many know, I am a uh, film major. A Disney uh, Plus and Thruster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they call a film, film major? major at my no. college. And um, that obviously means that the films I make or the films I help make or the films I'm part of are in the independent scene. They're not in Hollywood. Nor do I ever plan on going to Hollywood or L.A. because just no. Um, I'd rather stay in the independent scene if I'm doing that as a career, right? There's a million different directions I can go, but regardless, I digress. Disney owns everything, which shall do. I like Disney and the content they create. I mean, they've made some absolute classics that I still rewatch from time to time. They've made some hitters for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, however, they are borderline monopoly at this point. Um, owning basically everything, including Fox as of recently. And that's what led to the Simpsons being on Disney plus, which totally cool with the Simpsons being on Disney plus. Definitely going to start watching that. Uh, Cause I, I like, I've, I've seen episodes here and there, but never actually like watched the show, like kept watching. You know, full, yeah. thing. It would be on on Christmas just to see Mr. Plow every fucking season. <laughs> so, um, I'll definitely be watching that. And then definitely I, I do want to check out Mandalorian because I am a star Wars fan. So I definitely am going to sit down and check that out. Um, so I but what I've said about Disney Plus over and over again was um, this is the beginning of uh, the end of streaming as we know it. And I'll explain um, the fear. And this was a absolutely righteous fear is that every company is now going to get their streaming service and it's we're going right. to go right back to TV where it's essentially like you have to buy this shirt service, this service, this service and this service just to watch other stuff so like HBO, Showtime, Fox, CBS, uh, Netflix, Hulu. Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, all that stuff. And then there's going to come along a company that buys all those and says, hey, or well, not buys all those, but offers plans to get, oh, you can buy this bundle with this streaming service and this yeah, bundle with be this a streaming cycle service. Of that, and it's like right forever. back to TV. And I'm not right. a cable cutter yet. I'm not ready to cut cable yet. Cable is still the most stable way to watch content. And anyone yeah, who disagrees um, with me is, is just beyond wrong. I'm, I'm, I agree with you for sure. Like, so I, you know, we have Disney Plus. I don't have the full plan yet. I'm not paying for it. It's like a family plan that my dad bought, but he didn't buy the one with Hulu and ESPN Plus. I'm going to see if I can kind of poke his eye a little bit, see if he can. Uh, <laughs> I'll even pitch a few bucks into that because ESPN that Plus, is... I'm actually discovering, is pretty nice. Um, yeah, I have it. And I do, and there is some Hulu stuff I want to watch. Um, so Disney Plus as a service by itself is a wonderful thing. Um, it looks like it has some good content, has some old content that I'm totally cool watching. Um, but uh, I fear for the future. Uh, with how the film industry is going to go with this whole thing. And I'm always willing to adapt. I'm not some old man yelling at the cloud, right? But it, it's it, it's really interesting to see because especially with Disney owning Fox, owning ESPN, Hulu, this whole fucking thing, it's insane. It's absolutely insane that they haven't been brought down at all. And I'm, I'm curious if they're going to try and make this other huge purchase and what happens after that kind of thing. Um, I will say nickelodeon made the right move here instead of making their own service which was not going to go well if nickelodeon ever made their own streaming service it would suck it let's be completely 100 percent honest about this but they partnered with netflix 
And it sounds like that means, and from what I hear, shows like Drake and Josh, which I'll happily rewatch, are coming to Fuck Netflix. Yeah, Victorious is already on Netflix. I, I thought uh, Drake and Josh was on Hulu. It might have been. Hulu had everything for a long time. They really did. They'll probably <clears throat> probably take it off soon. Yeah, so uh, Nickelodeon apparently has a deal with Netflix now, and they're going to start seeing some kind. There's apparently a spinoff SpongeBob movie, which, by the way, Nickelodeon, fuck you for that one. Um, <laughs> Oof. Uh, that's apparently going to be a Netflix exclusive from what I thought I read earlier, but I don't know. It's all speculation. But Nickelodeon made a good move there, and Netflix is... That, Netflix, people saying that Disney Plus is going to take down Netflix is wrong. That That's not going to happen. I really don't think Netflix is going yeah, to be around or anytime soon. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, Netflix has a lot of really good original series. So they, that's the uh, thing, though. That's the thing, though. You're not buying Netflix to just watch Friends over and over again. Like, you're a lot of the most of the Netflix originals are really good. Yeah, like, I think really, that's really, 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 really good. That's definitely changed over a couple of years because at first you were buying it just to watch Friends over and over. And now you're like, yes. oh, they're producing their own shows and they're actually good and they have fucking mm-hmm. gargantuan budgets. Oh yeah, they're they're absolutely massive. I loved House of Cards up until that stuff happened. Um, <laughs> Kevin Spacey, we're saying his name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say the one Netflix original I I love um, is uh, Last Chance You, which is a football yeah. document, uh, like not doc. Well, mm-hmm. I guess documentary series type thing, and that was something. But like all the mm-hmm. you know the comedy on there and stuff like that, like that stuff's awesome. Yeah, the, and the, I, the stand-up, I should say. And yeah, all the stand-up stuff is really, is really good. I've discovered. I, I don't watch as much comedy, but I've been showing a lot of cool people on there. It's been really, 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 really fun. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm glad it's around. I'm, 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 I'm buying it. So I'm a total consumer. I'm a total fucking sellout. Um, but it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how the from at least from my perspective as someone who's kind of in the industry, how this is all going to change things. That's all. So so, sorry. so, totally. so yeah, definitely a uh, team baby Groot. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I was gonna say, like for me, I, I forgot to real crap. quick. Um, I so I don't know how I got this. <laughs> I'll be honest, but Spotify was running like a promotion where you basically got Hulu for free. So yep. um, for the I have that. yeah, yeah, for the student. That's right. So I have that, and then I have I have ASPN Plus. I pay like five bucks a month for. So like for me, like obviously, like having Disney stuff would be cool, but like I, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it. Apparently, uh, um, uh, Xbox Game Pass is offering a bundle with Spotify as well. I keep seeing on the dashboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. they actually have a Spotify app on Xbox now. Yeah, Which they is do. A, it's is, been around quite a bit. I think. I'm glad they finally give up on Groove. Anyway. I'm glad, glad they give up on Groove. Thank fuck. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, Groove. It's terrible. terrible. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> Even the, the music players built on the computer with Groove was terrible. It was never good. I don't hear hear from that fucking service again. It was like Zoom. Xbox is like clunky as fuck now. So that too. That too. I'm glad there's a whole mixer page now. Yeah, might (laughs) might just be time to move over to PC. I know you would. That's for sure. Yeah, Malachi Malachi just had his ears perk up. I might switch (laughs) to PC. Um, Malachi has joined the party. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I think it's. I think you are right about like the whole cable thing. I I think, uh, especially like for a sports fan like myself, I like, get still the most reliable. Um, yeah. And getting everything, you know, it is. CBS like, and I, ABC I have no problem with streaming services, and I'm sure we're gonna go that way. But here's the thing: a lot of the time, I, you know, I have more internet outages than cable outages. Like so, oh, cable yeah, yeah. And, and there's no buffering through cable. Like, yeah. Sure, you'll hit like you know you get a spike and maybe you lag or something like that, but it's so rare through cable. 
You know, it also pisses me. Sorry to cut you off, but I was just thinking, like, if I'm watching um, just anything on stream and it's delayed, and like a sporting event, and I have updates for it, like the update comes in before it happens, and that drives me insane. Yep, (laughs) yep, happens all the time. So I'm totally, I'm totally cool with with the cable. I'm not cutting yet. I will keep it for sports solely. I don't care. Um, I mean, again, I say this as I'm not paying for it, but. You know, I'd still like in, in the eventuality in a couple of years when I do eventually have my own place, cable is still coming in my house uh, unless something somehow changes. But I highly doubt it. We're not there yet. We are right, not right. there yet. So, there you go. All right. So let's get into our starting discussion. And let me preface this by saying um, I am, uh, well, I would say, I would say out of all of us, I'm definitely in the sports betting um and we all play daily fantasy as as we said before mm-hmm. um me Brendan, and bobby that is for our football league and stuff like that and i have done now two uh semesters worth of research on sports betting i've had two projects and two different semesters about sports betting and the legalization of sports betting it's very interesting and something that for me and Bobby can relate to us because New Jersey was is actually been at the forefront for a lot of the legalization yeah. of sports betting. So from our standpoint, it's very uh, like relatable, I guess, and just like cool uh, for us. So let's get into it. Um, I guess let's start with a little bit of background. Um, so how this conversation will go is we will uh, kind of you know give background and discuss the pros and the cons and kind of see where we stand on the legalization of sports betting in the United States uh, as that has been growing. And then uh, we're going to tie in a conversation with Pete Rose, one of the greatest baseball players of all time um, to, uh, to this. So let's start off back in the nineties, 1992 to be exact, uh, the professional and amateur sports protection act, uh, called PASPA, which uh, to sports better should be like a really like that's a curse word to you guys like that. You don't want to hear that word. Uh, that comes out in 1992. Um, and that essentially, uh, you know, bans sports betting in the United States outside of Nevada. So Nevada is going to be the one thing you see in here that doesn't really affect it. And obviously Nevada. By the way, I want to go to Vegas very bad. <laughs> yes, yes, totally with you. I've, I, my roommates expect me at this point for uh, my bachelor party to be in in in, in total uh, a total Vegas like vacation where we're just constantly because I'm I'm a massive poker player. So yeah, Vegas is like the mothership calling home and for me. Like, obviously, you're gonna spend money there for the gambling, but in yes. terms of like hotel drinks and stuff like that it's not that bad because the way they make their money is through gambling so um it would be something it just again that type of stuff really isn't that bad anywhere in the country except for california pretty much well i mean in new york city well i guess it also depends on what you yeah Yeah, i mean new york literally la and new york city do not vacation there you can't (laughs) afford it yeah new york city is absolutely insane but um but anyway yeah so uh new york city yeah (laughs) (laughs) um you know sightseeing i guess uh i mean sure 
but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so Nevada is going to be the one outlier here. Yeah. Uh, but the past uh, middle and law states are persons to sponsor, operate, or advertise uh, sports betting. So that was in 1992. It was passed in 1993. And we went through a lot of years with that. And how this kind of is all going to tie in with Pete Rose is obviously in the 80s with Pete Rose, he got into a lot of trouble with sports betting. So sports betting has been, you know, it's not a, you go to a horse track. I mean, there's all that there. And that's the funny thing. Horse racing betting has been legal for in a lot of places for a long time. Like that's yeah. really changed. That I keep what, noticing. Which I think going to that, like, I think um, that would be cool. Because obviously, like, unless you have ties to the owners and stuff like that, like, you're going to be not, like, there's not going to be a bias there. So you, it's just no. like a fun, like, hey, I'm going to throw X amount of dollars on this or Um. So, so yeah, that, that bans sports betting. So we have the pass, but we don't like that, okay? So in comes New Jersey. Starting in about 2011, AC a, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What it comes down to, uh, there's a referendum in New Jersey uh, that they allow sports betting at racetracks in the state and at the casinos in Atlantic City, um, which is a big tourist attraction for us in in Jersey. Well, of course, the ruiner of all fucking fun, like literally all of it, we've seen yeah, this man. time. No, not the government. We've seen <laughs> this time and time again. The NCAA yep. steps in. They don't like this. They don't like it at all. We're saying right now... Um, oh, wait. Uh, hey, real quick. Can I just can I say something real quick? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Fuck you. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, we're saying right now in the, the NCAA, obviously, the whole pay the players, this and that, and then we're saying uh, a lot of stars who are going to excel at the next level for basketball and football getting suspensions for this and that it's it's it, you know we've talked about this at length on the podcast about the NCAA and our thoughts on mm-hmm. that so i'm not going to get into it but anyway they step yep. in and they come together with the four major sports leagues so you got the MLB the NFL NHL and NBA they come together um and they sue New Jersey uh they <clears throat> excuse me they don't <laughs> they don't want that to happen uh so they win the case excuse me the ncaa wins the case and it's uh you know it sucks obviously and new jersey's not allowed to do that so new jersey goes through a lot of times of they they try numerous times um in 2014 they tried again in 2015 and in 2016 they had cases uh to try to get sports betting legal that didn't work. Finally, in 2017, there was a breakthrough. Um, so unlike the prior cases, this case in 2017 was uh, heard by the Supreme Court. Um, that's a big key here is that they finally heard it unlike the, the first few cases. So that go- that happened in December of 2017. Um, by the way, I'm reading right off. I'm literally reading right off of the outline I did for my <laughs> my class. <laughs> oh, uh, the PowerPoint couldn't, couldn't fucking tell. Like, literally, I, like, this is what I've been doing. I've been doing so much research on this. Um, so the case in uh, 2017 is called the NCAA versus Christie. Chris Christie, um, formerly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't oh start. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Dumb you name. know what? Um, I don't like politics on this show. It's but... not even that. It's just a dumb name. That's all it is. It's completely nonpartisan. 
You have a dumb name, Chris Christie. Again, um, I just want to remind everybody, this is the guy who uh, shut down all the state parks, beaches, and everything else paid by the government uh, during a shutdown, a government shutdown, mm-hmm. and then proceeded to take a helicopter to a beach with his family just so he can enjoy some off time while the government was shut down. <laughs> so just, I just want to remind everybody who this is. So it basically comes down to one hour, one hour of oral arguments. And, uh, you know, time passes on. And then this day will be remembered in history if you're a degenerate like me. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, May 14th, 2018, the U.S. Supreme Court rules in favor of New Jersey and strikes down the, pa- the PASPA, making it legal to, for states to legalize sports betting. And then from there, we've had um, throughout 2018... <laughs> I was not expecting that to be so loud. It's <laughs> loud as fuck, dude. Congratulations um, on destroying our listeners' eardrums. You know, they're fine. You're not. I yeah, I was going to say, it's something that's louder down. from us. Yeah, yeah turn down um, that profile on the Discord. Sorry. I forgot to tell um, Good fucking lord. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in June of 2018, we started getting rolling out of states legalizing sports betting. And uh, as of basically today, 15 states have full-scale legalized sports betting, and an additional 25 have laws in place, or have had essentially, like this is going to be a, like a bad word, but conversations uh, mm-hmm. about legalizing sports betting. And they're pretty damn slow. Yeah, but it I took mean, them that long to be like, you know what? We can't tell people to do with the, you know what they do with their money. <laughs> I, I I just what a concept. Well, well, obviously we'll get into this in a second. But the, the the first thing I'll say is like I just I can't believe that this is such an issue. Like it, I get I sort of get I, it, the whole weed thing, right? Because yeah. from my point of view, and I, like I said, I know Tyler will probably hit on these points already. But this is tax revenue and a lot of it. Oh yeah, this is a lot of it, and I, I'm sure Tyler has specific numbers for us to get to here. But mm-hmm. there's there's tax revenue for, with this. And the whole thing with marijuana was like, yeah, you can tax the hell out of it. And like, okay, it's a drug. It does this or that and the other thing. But like, this is just gambling. You're putting your money on something. Like, I don't get what they're... For such a capitalist freaking country and a free market-based country, I'm surprised this is such an issue and such a drag. I, I don't get it. Anyway, yeah, go on. It's just weird. It's just weird to me. No, that's fine. Um... I, I do want to hit. So actually, let me backtrack. So I was talking about New Jersey being one. Obviously, they basically did this. You know, they, they yeah. kind of did this. And a lot of states obviously were there to help. But um, New Jersey kind of drove this. And it's very nice for us because we have a lot of freedom when it comes like some states still have a, like not harsh restrictions, but like they still have some restrictions. But like we are basically free in New Jersey. Like you can do, we have, um, we're one of the states that's allowed to use the, uh, the sports books, like the DraftKings sports book, the FanDuel sports, sports books. books. So yeah. you literally don't have to, you, you can bet from your phone. Like you don't even have to go anywhere. Obviously online know, poker, online blackjack. Yeah. Online poker is massive for me. Cause that's what I spend a lot of my time on. Like I, I come home in three weeks and it is calling my name. I yeah. I, was gonna, I, I haven't played. I mean, I, I started playing with you and I haven't played since yeah. you were here, but and I'm, I'm in Maryland and it is currently not legal. Yeah. 
I remember I remember when I went down to Georgia. Um, I you know I I knew that it was it was illegal like to use like the the I think I was using the DraftKings sportsbook. I knew it was illegal, but I just kind of wanted to see like what would happen essentially, like if it would let me do anything. Yeah, and she log on the app. FBI, open. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was it it was interesting because I in. That I I believe I logged on because that was um over my spring break and the uh the March Madness you know basketball tournament was going on and there was like a bet that I had seen that I was like you know I think I'd put something on that and then I was like oh damn like I'm in Georgia like I'm not gonna be able to make this bet and I just wanted to see but so yeah we're we're very like I said free here and um you know it's great like talking about the the DraftKings sports book. Mm-hmm. A lot of so a lot of people I think would gravitate like even if you're a casual casual sports fan like you would hear um, stuff like when the Super Bowl comes around you would hear people talking about like you know something called prop bets which is just essentially a bunch of random um, bets that you can make about you know it, not not necessarily who's going to win or lose the game but just mm-hmm. random things like. What colors the Gatorade? Uh, how many times will they show this person? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people gravitate toward that, but like you can do that for any like that transition to any sport. You know, you can uh, bet on in April who's going to win the NL East, which is a bet I should have made this year because um, there was a time at there, after Bryce Harper got signed to the Phillies, uh, which is a name we love here, Bryce Harper. Um, we the the Braves, I believe, were had the fourth best odds in the NL East to win the division. And I was like, that I need to hit that, and I never did. And look what happened; they won the the uh, division. So you can do all this stuff, and and that's why I said that's great about the New Jersey's. We're free with that now. Not every state has that opportunity, but I know. I think it would be cool to go to uh, Vegas or AC, Atlantic City, and you know, go to these these places where they do sports betting because I think that is an experience in itself. And just being there, and you know, they have all the TVs with. And, and again, this is a lot of not a lot of states have this, and we're very fortunate here. But you know, uh, casinos in Atlantic City, you know, have these these huge rooms with TVs with every sport you can think of. And even, you know, minor things like obviously you can bet on literally essentially everything. So they have all these things going on and it's just an awesome experience. So you won't have to AC over summer, my boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say like, or it's, even over the break. Yeah. I mean, Christmas it, break. It's something that, yeah, we're very fortunate with, so it might be something we have to head up. But, you know, one thing you were talking about before about how this is this is not only good for the consumer, right? Like your your person that wants to sports bet and stuff like that. This is also great for the state, and and uh, that's one of the big things. So I do want to – I feel like I'm literally giving a presentation again in class, but I obviously want to point out who I got this from. Um, so I don't, you know, get myself in trouble or anything. Wikipedia. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I got a 96 on that speech. I, if I used Wikipedia, it would not have been 96. Mm. Uh, so this uh, statistic comes from Kevin Kleps, Um, And this is from the Cranes Cleveland Business <laughs> Journal. And, you know, you're talking before about tax 
<clears throat> excuse me, tax revenue, while in a four-month span, uh, $1.4 billion was illegal, legally wagered in sports in New Jersey, and $2.45 million in tax revenue was created over that time. So mm. it's something that, um, again, that's, I mean, that's only New Jersey. Mm. And look what that created. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. A fucking so, empire, not for nothing. Like, yeah. fuck me. Yeah. Um, also cover- coming from Kevin Kleps, uh, the industry of sports betting is estimated to make anywhere between $60 billion and $150 billion, um, with many numbers suggesting that's on the higher side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the thing about this business, and the first thing I want to talk about is this is not only a huge business, a uh, huge, I shouldn't say business, a huge industry right now. It mm-hmm. is a growing industry. It's something that, um, <clears throat> obviously, as I said before, I mean, there's so many states still that don't have full Dude, scale. It's just one of those things. Once they realize, oh, there's money in it, we <laughs> right. should make it legal because right. money. Because <laughs> that's literally what's going to happen. Eventually, they'll come around because they'll realize what a big, you know, like how much money they can make from tax revenue, and they're just going to be like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, money, 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 yeah. money, 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 money. Yeah. I mean, give me money, give me money. And and I think a lot of people, maybe if you're on the the side of sports betting, shouldn't be legal. There's going to be a lot of things you um, can point to 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 negative, say negative about that. But I mean, one thing I feel like you just can't deny is how much this business, this I keep saying business, this industry actually makes. Mm. Um, I mean, it's incredible, and uh, it's it's something where when that's that money is going, you know, into tax revenue and, and it's also going to many other things as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's not, you know, you just can't deny that is essentially what I'm saying. And yeah. not only that, not for nothing, uh, this is going to create a, like, it creates a lot of jobs too, right? Um, mm. So dealers I, and bookies and. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, you know, I think. Maybe I don't know if it's a stereotype per se, but I feel like when people think of sports betting, they do think of like that bookie who's like, you know, obviously not trying to get caught or anything. Like it's a like it's very illegal thing and this and that, and that's not the case anymore. There's a lot of, you know, it's if it's legal, you can actually get good odds, uh, you know, do this and that. So, um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a huge business that just continues to grow. So. I think that's one thing, um, but yeah, I, I think you're just going to see as states start to legalize this, uh, the sky is a limit, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I, I, yeah. I totally see it. Sorry to cut you off, but like, no, go. It, I, it, the other thing I do want to mention because you mentioned like the, the stereotype, um, the stereotypical gambler. When you hear gambler, a lot of the people have a negative connotation around it, like, oh, people losing all their money. Sure, there are. Yeah, gambler, a guy who does cocaine, drinks way too much whiskey, and spends all his money. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know the the typical Vegas gambler that's on the street that you see in every fucking movie ever, you know, and or the guy who counts cards and is with the mob and is in this that and the other thing, and you know, I'm not going to say those people don't exist in the world. They do. They absolutely do. But there's nothing I'm wrong with gamblers. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with going to a casino and and gambling some money, like even for like a day out, night out, whatever you want to do, a vacation, whatever the hell, right? 
or even Tyler, who I don't think he, he's definitely not addicted to sports betting. It's just something he enjoys oh, no. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like he could definitely stop. He just, you know, it's something he enjoys doing. So why not enjoy a hobby like that as long as you're responsible with it, right? Like, you know, I've had, I'm going to call my girlfriend down on stream again. But, uh, you know, she she, you know, she knows I, I enjoy gambling or I enjoy playing poker and this, that and the other thing. And I've explained, like, you know, I'm probably going to continue playing. Right. Like, right. you know, as we go further in our relationship. Um, and of course, she, she she'll worry. Right. But, you know, I, I make it known, like, look, I only put so much money into that site, into the game. Like, you know, if I ever need to, like, put yeah, up I mean, a bank if you're not an idiot, you budget properly, yeah. use your entertainment money for gambling, then right. you're fine. Like and, if I and, lose it, it doesn't hurt me. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I feel I feel shitty because I, I hope to win money, obviously. But if I lose the money, it's not like I'm like yeah. clawing for pennies after that. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a budget for it. You know what and I mean? And you will have those outliers that yes. you go overboard. And and I mean there's literally and there's you're always gonna have people who don't know yeah. how to be responsible. Like, that's a right. serious thing, man. Just yeah. And, and and so you do have to be responsible, but I think I I really think there's this negative connotation that's put in sports betting for for people that are not not informed or just not as um or just again casual fans. It's like there's all these like stereotypes, and you just say the movies and stuff like that. Like the media plays a role in that as well, but um. Kind of something I'm adding, like adding to before, like not for nothing, like the legalization of sports betting, uh, like makes it safer and more a uh, accessible. I think it does. Um, just because and this, the house always wins. Yes, that that's a thing. It happens. Yeah. it happens all the time. But if it's regulated, then it's just so less shady for the consumer, for the state, for literally everybody. And the state makes money off of it, which is what I don't get here. Yeah. Like, just yeah. make it fucking legal. <laughs> I mean, just because it also just, as I said before about, like, the sports book and stuff like that, like, there's just so much more access to it now. I mean, you have, like, the websites, uh, the app I was talking about, there's websites, um, you know, just going in into a casino, whatever. I mean, it's just so much more um, accessible, mm -hmm. and it's it's more of a known commodity, I guess, now than it was before because like such a obviously illegal a shady thing before so um i think that again i, I think that it's just a thriving industry and, and it just looks to go up now one thing that i th i want to say we talked about before oh i think we were talking about this before on the daily fantasy pod i, I think it was the daily fantasy podcast oh, about how so big well, yeah, that's what it was. So we were talking about that and we were saying how um, a lot of, or at least I think I was saying, like, a lot of why I play is, like, it gives me an interest. Like, right, like, I'm not going to want to watch a, fuck, I, I don't know, like a, a Dolphins-Bengals game. But, like, if I have, I don't know, um, Tyler Boyd or Joe Mixon or something, like, in fantasy, I need points. Like, I'm more enticed to watch. Same thing goes for for regular sports betting, you know, I'm not the same thing. Like who wants to watch a game between the Dolphins and the Bengals, put some money on it. That is more enticing. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it just gets, it gets fans more involved. And I think fans enjoy, um, enjoy games. They wouldn't usually enjoy more money is online because you have an investment in it. I think though too, so when I was doing research for this originally, that was listed actually as a con. Because a lot of people, mm. because somebody was saying that 
that would be the only reason why somebody's watching a game or that'd be the only reason why like you can't just enjoy the game for what it is you're too worried about how much money you might or might not end up winning from a right. certain game and from a certain and I, I i did the exact same thing i related it right back to our, our fantasy discussion that we had a, a few weeks ago and um i mean for me i already enjoy the game as it is i mean i'm all for a good game right but i mean i also want to be smart about it too i'm like i kind of want to act like the smart guy we're like oh i know who's gonna win this i'm gonna put some money on it you know what i mean yeah i'm not as big into sports betting as tyler i was starting to get into it before i came back to school um i was actually betting on some of the uh women's world cup matches and was doing okay um Mm. because i it was a pretty easy line it wasn't terrible um so i was doing that and i i you know I'm I'm totally cool. It doesn't really remove anything from the from the game, for, at least for me, and at least somebody who's kind of more casual about the sports betting too. Yeah, I I just so I do see the other side of it where mm-hmm. you could say that um you might be only interested because of that, but like I feel like people might take that out of context and be like, okay, well that's for somebody who is over the top in gambling and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like they have to bet and. And I, I think that's like not a good like I, I I think in a majority case I would say or I would at least hope um, I feel like that's not the case and you know you just do it to again get maybe maybe the part of betting is okay let me give some interest to this or maybe it's a good line but again it's something that you wouldn't normally watch like a lot of. Uh, you know, college basketball or college football games might be, it might not be a top 25 team, or it might be two teams that are both not in the top 25 and maybe aren't the best teams. But again, it's something that you can put money on and, and do whatever. That is one thing that is, I and I don't remember if we mentioned this before, but it is kind of weird to me at some points how like we can do daily fantasy and bet on college kids, but then like this whole uh, you know, them not getting paid thing goes around. Like, I mean, they're starting yeah. to talk about. I yeah, mean, they there are. There's a big development. We talked about it. Yeah. So not for nothing, but yes, it was weird for a long, long time, and I know that that was probably part of the argument for, uh, for people for those players to get paid. Um, was that there's a whole industry based around how good they do performance wise. You know. Yeah. Why not so get a piece of the action in there. I and, and it's something that. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, I don't think it no. should be like, oh, you can't do this because I don't get paid. But yeah, it just wasn't interesting <laughs> to me. It was, it was like really, it, it actually happened uh, this year. Like, I I hadn't bet college, I hadn't done daily fantasy for college football before this year. And like, and because quite frankly, like, I didn't, I didn't seek it out because I figured that it wasn't allowed. And then I went on this year and it was like, oh yeah, this is, this is a thing <laughs> like it was just like and you, and you definitely know your college team so i'm sure you were like oh well i can make some serious plays here yeah it, it was just it's and now college is is a lot different because you have it, there's just so many more teams right and um and you just look at it and it just it's a lot different but i was just i was more caught off guard than anything i was like oh this is you can do this uh, which I should have known because I was literally betting or trying to bet on like March Madness and stuff like that. But anyway, um, I also think that like, and this is my opinion on this, but I think that if you are doing that where you're betting on games that you wouldn't normally watch, like, or or say, let me put it this way. Say like a, a more casual fan was doing that. Um, mm-hmm. I think like that would just up 
like they would want to watch more sports. Like maybe that would just get them more interested. Like I think maybe if they just throw a few bucks on like a random game, like, and then say they win or something like that might entice them just not, I'm not saying sports betting, but like just to watch sports in general. Like, I think it's also good for sports itself that, you know, this is a, this is an industry because um, I think it just draws more interest that that's my opinion, but I think this definitely draws more interest than if it wasn't there um i guess yeah. i should say and, and and that's also worth noting and i do want to know that it's legal basically everywhere else not for nothing like yeah not, not sports betting specifically but just gambling in general like there's so much less restriction overseas for this right kind of thing i never knew why the u.s got on top of it now for and we're going to touch on this when we get to the pete rose discussion obviously but the main thing here is i think we kind of stand on the same level that people that are playing should definitely not be betting on their games right by, by any way and we'll, we'll like i said we'll get into this on the pros discussion but that's the thing here but for people outside who can't possibly influence the game why not yeah <laughs> why not and i and again yeah something we'll we will discuss but there has to be a long a line that is drawn to if i was an athlete and i found out that yeah. someone i hated bet on <laughs> bet on me i'd throw the game yeah. <laughs> well, and and that's where we get that's like, the other part. yeah, that and that's that's a big thing. Like now, that stuff I don't agree with. Um, but yeah, and and I know there's a lot of cases, with, and it's kind of annoying to me now. Like anytime something um happens in, you know, a bad call happens in sports, oh, the game's rigged. Oh, the game, so the the league is rigged. Blah blah blah. Like. Ref. No, I, that drives <laughs> <Ref. laughs> that, that drives me crazy. Like I think now there have been cases in the past. Um, I I'm I'm forgetting his first name, but his last name was Donahue, and he was a ref in the NBA back in the 2000s. Oh, this motherfucker, right? And here. I remember this. This motherfucker. And uh, <laughs> and he got you know he got caught uh like throwing games and stuff like that and and you know he had money on it and stuff like that so yes we will talk about that but uh, again going back to uh from a fan's perspective um i always thought this was good now <laughs> i i kind of want to get the like the opinion here on this so when you kind of there's there's websites that you can go on to that will say you know oh this state has you know, legal sports betting, and this is, um, these states are close. And then there's some states where, like, it's very, it's probably not going to happen. And one of those states is Utah for obvious reasons. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you, uh, I don't know, like, Bobby, what do you think about that? Like, because obviously Utah is a lot, um how would you put Utah it is a religious state we will put it that way yeah i was gonna, I was gonna say i guess that is a nice way to, like or not the nice way but like the easiest way to put it they're a religious state and, and their their religion uh, is against gambling yeah there is um <laughs> so to put more, that in a very I, just, uh, I was gonna say i guess more it's not something that happens in Utah. i don't know like i don't know what i'm trying to ask here but i guess like just thoughts on that <laughs> so uh, I will let me see if I can word this better for everybody. Yeah, please. <laughs> there are certain religions um, 
that don't believe in anything in they say that uh nothing there's there's such thing as too much of anything and i'm forgetting the exact word for it but no one should ever be indulging on stuff like that right like on really anything and some religions believe you shouldn't do that for anything you shouldn't have too much of anything so gambling is one of those things um and yes gambling can lead people down a dark path we touched on this earlier right Mm -hmm. um but i i still what what i still don't get is how again and I, I try not to, and again, this is not too, too much of a political thing. I'm going to keep it simple. But a lot of the, I guess, religious folk uh, identify themselves with the Republican Party. If you know anything about the Republican Party, they like money. Okay? This is just <laughs> a fact. This isn't swinging one way or the other. Right? I like that's, that's where they draw the line. Right there. Yeah. Right there. That, <laughs> that's where the line is drawn for how they make their money. Not the other shady shit that can happen. Yeah, like pornography is 100% free and clear to access, but God forbid gambling. <laughs> I thought about that too. I'm serious, dude. Like, yeah, I'm no, not, you're right. I, you're, I, no, you're right. That's the thing. You are right. Yeah. You are absolutely 100% right. So, and that, that's what doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Again, we've already talked about this. There is money to be made from gambling for the state. There is money to be made on that stuff. I don't know what you're trying to prove. If it's supposed to be saving face for something, I don't know where you're saving face from. I really don't. I, I, I don't get it at all. It has to be financially motivated, the reason why it's not legal yet. Because but I the numbers think, are there, which is what I don't get. Like, especially I can't think of any other reason why it wouldn't be legal yet. I, that's, what I, that's what I don't get. Is like, look at the numbers for all the places that have it legalized, especially in an age where if it was banned like, you know, decades ago where the internet didn't exist, right? Okay, you can somewhat get away with that. But now that it's an online, it's so easy to access, it's so easy to do, place bets, play games, do whatever it is, and there's so much more money being made than there has ever been made before. I don't know how you ignore those numbers anymore. I really don't. I really just don't get the reason why you would keep banning this. I'm in a, you know, I go to college in another blue state of Maryland, and they're they're kind of slugging along. It was actually funny though. I found out that for a long time in Maryland, you couldn't even play a home game. Like yeah, you could, you for... literally. Were, it was illegal to if you just wanted to grab some of your buddies and play poker with some real money. That was illegal for a long time. Of course, nobody followed that rule based on the research I was looking at. Um, that got legalized. Only a few years ago. Yeah, you're not going to get arrested. Like, the FDI is not going to no. break down your front door because you're gambling $2 with your friends. Yeah, yeah and like, that's the thing. How would and that even be regular? Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> that yeah, that's what I don't get either. That's why I, I couldn't, I didn't look into it too far because I was just trying to see what the gambling laws were from Maryland, like, because I, I got into poker so hard. I think there's so. actually a law in place that prevents you from being charged with a crime if there's, if there's, like, there ha- there's a minimal amount of, amount of money that has to be involved for you to be charged with the crime. Probably. And I was also looking, and it was like, if, if you, so, obviously, like, places like PokerStars, World Series of Poker, uh, Ben Online, probably won't let you in from Maryland because of geolock and because of the laws that exist there. Um, that being said, um, excuse me, um, there is Bitcoin gambling that exists now. And that's a whole other mm-hmm. topic of itself. But Bitcoin like, gambling exists. It's really like stock market, though, is what that's like. Right. Right. So, but like, you know, there's a set value. I, I don't quite know how it works because I never really tried it. But I was looking into it. I'm like, well, is that really illegal? Because I'm not technically betting money. I'm technically betting an online currency. Yeah, you're technically not, investing and not betting. Right. 
and the but Bitcoin like, doesn't have a bank, so it's not regulated. That's why. But honestly, the stock, the stock market, market is somewhat of a bed. I mean, I'd I'd compare that to sports gambling, just because sports is. Well, well, I mean, it's the same in the sense that you don't invest in the companies blindly. Like you do your research and know yeah. know how they're growing as a company, et cetera. And it's the same thing with right. sports. Like if you if you're following a certain player and they're doing good or bad, or they've had you know five bad games in a row, or vice versa, then you know, you're going to be likely to bet or not bet on that person. Yeah. Same thing with and the stock market. It is. Exactly the same. I mean, you need, I mean, you need the stock market. I mean, that's just a thing you need. In, in, in well, right, but I'm saying fundamentally it's it's betting. It's the same thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's educated thing. betting. Yep, it's the exact same thing. And yes, some games are pure luck. Blackjack is pure luck. Don't even try and tell me that's a skill <laughs> game. I'm not, you know, I'm all for daily. Daily fantasy is definitely a skill game. I, I refuse to yeah, be, Blackjack to, is to a skill game. So, you know, I, anyway, it, it, it's just interesting how I, how that's where the line is drawn. But like I said, like I was saying in Maryland, there's there is a, a piece of legislation on the floor to legalize online betting and other forms. They already have two casinos here, um, live casino. And I think is it called Horseshoe. I think is what the other one's called or uh, something like that. Sounds and about right. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, cool. it, I think it's what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. I know it's two right here. Live is the one close to me. I haven't been, but there's a ton of terms going on there. But anyway, so. It's just interesting that, that that's where it's online in really any state. And I, uh, Pennsylvania just uh, recently got on board the whole thing. Um, I know Delaware has been, you know, we live in the Northeast, so we know this. The Delaware has been on for like a year, I think, uh, mm-hmm. for sports betting and such. So their books are there. So Northeast is finally starting to get on board with everything. Pennsylvania just did it because I noticed PokerStars just went from PokerStars NJ to PokerStars US. So they're starting to start uh, to host a lot of the states. Um, that are legalizing online gambling and just gambling in general now. Um, right. It, it, it is quite interesting. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's really weird. It, it's, a really, it's a really weird industry, but it's a good industry. I never, I, you know, yes, there are greedy people. Yes, the, the house is always going to be shady with you. But if it's regulated, it just protects everybody, right? I mean, you know what you're getting into off the bat. Just accept that the house is always going to win and gamble responsibly and you're fine. I never understood this hatred towards gambling just because you watched a movie and there was a, a drunken gambler laid out in the middle of the street. Yes, those people exist, but they're not a majority of gamblers. The majority of gamblers are casual people who are like, oh, well, I'm in Vegas for the week. What am I going to do? I'm going to go gamble. Yeah, those people yeah. have a lot more problems than just spending their money. <laughs> right. Um, one of the funniest Vegas stories I ever heard was um, my dad uh, he works for a uh, prominent... Uh, international company that deals with ATMs and how they, um, and then helps run them. And, uh, he was meeting with some, uh, uh, some, some of the bigger wigs, you know, some of the, some of the top guys. And he said that, uh, uh, he was, uh, they were at a casino just on like a business trip kind of thing. And he said at one point that he watched this guy have a, he has a decent stack of chips, like definitely more than what he started with. Right. So apparently that dude's wife comes over and she goes, oh, no. hey, we got to go back to the hotel, you know, you know, for the night, whatever. And he goes, OK, let me just get rid of these chips. So he shoves all in on, on Blackjack here, hits Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> and he tur- and the dude apparently turned around and goes, well, that just paid for this whole trip. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like awesome. and he was just wow. casually gambling. That's all he did. He was there for a business trip. And he's like, all right, I mean, I got some time off. Let's go hit a casino. So. You know, and luck happens, and luck is absolutely a thing. But I mean, I just you know, I I, I don't get the hatred towards gambling. I really don't. I really yeah. Don't. 
I don't understand either. I mean, you just got to be a responsible human being. That's all it takes. That's it. Learn how to be a fucking adult. It's literally yeah, all it literally. comes down to. Be a fucking adult. Budget the money. It's no different if you want to, like, you want to budget money to buy, you know, just anything, really. You want to buy a new TV. What do you do? You budget money and save money to get to that point. If you want to gamble, budget money so that if you lose it, it doesn't hurt. And you're not well, spiraling out of control. I, and, and I don't know. Maybe this is a bad mindset to have, but, like, I feel like if you're going to gamble, you need to set a budget and 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 this is the like the part where maybe you would disagree. Like you kind of have to assume that you're going to lose that money. Budget. No, no, you, you absolutely need to think that way. No, you absolutely need to think that way. And, you know, that, that's the whole point of the bankroll. Uh, it's it's right. what the term for it is for it. You know, you you have to assume you're going to lose it. If you win it, cool. You have more money to gamble with or just end up just cashing out whatever you really want to do. Yes, always assume you're going to lose that money. That's how you budget this is assume that that money is spent right away so that right. it doesn't hurt and you can account for it. So I, it's all you got to be. You just got to be responsible. I will acknowledge the professional gamblers of the world, the professional poker players, the professional sports bettors, the dude who was on fucking Jeopardy, that motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, this um, yeah I'm forgetting his name. Um, who's a professional gambler. Yeah. Y'all are fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are good. And that's totally fine. Uh, I'd be a little concerned if my kid came up to me and said, I want to be a professional gambler. Uh, I would hope they would double check and make sure because there, there's 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 practices for that kind of style. Yeah. I've even Save considered, your money, son, or don't. Yeah, <laughs> I've even considered play poker for a, a living just just to see it like as like a backup. And it's stupid to think that way. Don't try and do that unless you are that good. So it, it, you guys are crazy. I mean, it's cool. It's the life. But I don't think that's for me, fam. I really don't. Yeah. Um, just you before you gotta be really good at math and probability. You do, and there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's you have to know the tricks. You have to know what to look for. You have to be good with numbers. You have to know. It's, which it's I, all this stuff. Which I think a lot of people don't realize. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I it's think not a lot just, of people. People who are placing sports bets. I mean, yes, there are people who are just like, all right, I want to just take this parlay of like these these three games, right? But for like the people, the professional gamblers, they're like, oh, no, we know something about this. Like not like something shadier inside, but they know what to look for. Like, you yeah. know, when the odds are good compared to what the result could be. Right. You know what I mean? Like the Vegas yeah. odds are posted all the time for a reason. They're 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 decently calculated odds. Right. And that's why they're trusted so often. And people who know the numbers can use those and be like, oh, I can get a massive payout on a very good possibility that the other team is going to win, like the guy who has the over. So it, 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 there, there's tricks to it. You just got to know them. And it takes practice and study and, and just a, a decent mathematically inclined mind, just like a lot of other careers in the world. That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. I remember I was on a, um, when we were, you know, over the summer, we were playing a lot of poker and I was on like a uh, YouTube, like poker kick, like just yep. watching random videos. And then like, I went to watch a video and an ad came up for uh, Daniel, Daniel Negrano. Um, I, I guess it's a, a book he had for the, I forget. Is, what, it, his, is it his master class? I forget. Ex so I forget exactly what it was. Like, I want to say it was a book or something, but it was essentially like oh, breaking down everything. It's called Snowball. I have it actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I got it and, on Google Play for really cheap. Um, and, and, and like that's a thing. Like people, I feel like people just don't realize. Like it's just yeah. like like that. People are like, oh, it's just like luck or whatever. Like no. <laughs> yeah. So the book, one of the books he's read, and then you know Phil Hellmuth has read the book. You know, a bunch of other guys have written books on poker. There's a million and a half poker books out there. Um, 
you know, Daniel Negreanu is one of the best poker players of all time and still is very active in what he does. And he sports bets. He plays blackjack. He does all the, all the stuff. And he's living the life, man. If you see his videos and you see his house, I mean, he's living it, man. It's hilarious. But, uh, I mean, his, you got to watch him play a game of poker. His reads, the way he thinks and the way he calculates things is just so inhuman, right? Yeah. Like, because it's funny. You watch any of the of the live games that he plays. There's a million TV shows he's been on playing poker like you know the big game and and all the poker stars tournaments and stuff like that and he's talking it up man i mean he's he's a total people lover he's talking the whole time but if you notice his play it's ridiculous like he knows he just knows he knows what he's doing and he's that that's from playing thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hands and studying the game studying the math knowing the strategies knowing when to adjust the strategies when he needs to depending on who he's playing it, 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 there's so much involved it, it's again it's no different from any really other career you got to know what you're doing so that's yeah. that's what it takes if you're going to do that as a profession if you're going to do that and you want to try and make a lot of money over a decent period of time because you want to keep on doing it you got to know the tricks i'm sure tyler is starting to figure out some things with sports betting because of yeah. how, how he's doing it. he's starting to figure out certain things that make more sense and when his odds are going to be very good it's just something you learn how to do but it takes practice it's going to take losing some money obviously and it's going to take just a lot of study of how this type of stuff works. It's a whole industry for a reason. It's a whole way of thinking. Yeah, I think um, that, like, Daniel Negreanu, like, that to me is um, one of those things, like, you have to put so much work into. Like, he's putting so much work and in, in all of this to get results. And he's doing his homework and... And that's why he's so successful. I mean, again, the strategies, like that, man. I mean, the book he wrote was about what's called small ball, which is is a more moderate, conservative way of playing the game. But he knows when to adjust that strategy for when he's playing the game. Like if he's playing against a looser opponent, right, a guy who's going to go in even if he doesn't have the best hand, you know. So then he plays tight against this type of hands, really only going in when he has the right hand. But if he plays against a tighter opponent, he'll be a little looser. It's knowing when to make those calls and knowing those tells. And as well as right. sports betting, again, just another mathematical mathematical way of thinking. That's all you got to do. Yeah, so it, it, it's, it is incredible, but um, so, it, so it kind of all answer, correlates. Answer, answer the question, though, because the original question is, should sports betting be legal in the U.S.? I think we're all in agreement, yes. Yeah, I, I think there is... I think, um, I mean, I just, this might be a dull answer, but I do think the positives outweigh the negatives. Like, I, I don't. Oh, by a mile. Oh, for, by a mile. For, me, for me, there is not a, sig, uh, a significant negative, like a, a negative that is significant enough to be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this is. And, and, okay, you might look at me and be like, okay, that you're biased. There's literally no negatives. Like, who whose fault is it if you spend all your money? So I mean, gambling. (laughs) You know, one of the big, big things that people say that are against it is, and again, something I'll get into, but like the integrity, integrity of the game, and this and that, uh, gets lost. Um, I don't buy that, to be honest with you. Like, I I, that's just me, but I think that it's, you know, I'm doing research from this, and, and of course. So I will say that I started doing research on this um, in May. So uh, that that was when I first did a uh, project on this. Um, obviously, I was informed, but I became so much more informed on on this topic. 
and just over that time, I mean, I, I, I have seen a lot of people. I've looked at a lot of sites, pros and cons and stuff like that. And just nothing from the con side, just it, uh, nothing is like, oh, because I'm one of those people, I feel like, where I can see both sides. Like, I sure. I might have a, like, I might agree with something, but I could see why you can look at it a different way. And I guess, in a sense, I still do for sports betting, but it's just not strong. I just feel like it's so, like, I, I'll be honest, I'm surprised that only 15 states right now have, it, it's full scale. Like, I mean, it's been about a year, like a year it's, and a it's half. It's all political, man. At the end of the day, yeah, it as is. much as we really don't want to get into that stuff on this podcast, it, that's what this is. That's mm-hmm. the entire reason. There is no mathematical, statistical, any type of con that immediately outweighs any of the pros that come from sports betting and, and just gambling in general. And it is, and and obviously, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's going to be a lot. I of really don't lines. even understand why it became illegal in the first place. I don't either. I really so, don't either. I'd love to know why exactly it did. So it's stupid. I I forget the guy's. I I forget his first name. Um, but he was basically a basketball player. Uh, Brian. Uh, it was O'Brien. Was his last name. And was he fixing games? So I'll, I I think a lot of what sports betting was banned for be, was because of fixing games because there was an error. I mean, like again, Pete Rose. Right, was and fixing the games is example. still a big no no. I'm I'm still that that should never happen in any sport. Right. It's so just the, it's yeah, which is like that's a thing for me. It's like it's still illegal. Like you just ban sports betting for the like for the fans. Like I I don't get that. <laughs> like I right. guess I don't know. And and I I'm sure obviously like I'm not completely correct about that like i'm sure there was a reasons but that's kind of what it felt like to me and again when you're creating all this uh, i if it, look if you're not going to look at this from a sports perspective at least looking look at it for an ec- economics perspective a industry perspective a you know what it does uh creating you know potentially creating all these jobs this and that like it is a positive for the U.S. And again, we're at a point now where it is becoming, hopefully we get to the point where most, if not, I mean, again, Utah is not going to do it, but like, and maybe a couple other states, but if majority of the United States has it legal, like I think that would be so positive. And I mean, I, I hope, I hope, that is the case. So yeah, for me, I am all on board that it should be legal. I think uh, the states that have legalized it are 100 percent in the right, and I hope that all states um, will uh, eventually do it because I just think it is such a, a it's an awesome industry. And again, you can't deny it's fucking fun, man. Yeah, it really. Is. It's fucking fun. You can't deny. You just can't deny the numbers. No. So, and I, I don't want to keep going back to saying that, but when like I said, over, it was the four-month time span. <clears throat> We're creating about $2.5 million in the state of New Jersey in tax revenue. I mean, that that is huge, and that's only going to grow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, definitely definitely should be legal. Yep. Um, before we get on to Pete Rose, was there anything you want to add about the more gam- like poker side of it? Because I know we were going to, you know... Um, tie in that as well with our interest in that and i know we did talk about it i just wanted to make sure you didn't have anything it's else fucking to legalize it. i mean it's no different from sports betting i mean at least if you're playing games like hold'em or omaha or any of that stuff i mean it's it's a skill-based game 
you know, the poker is entirely skill based. I mean, yes, going all in and then getting unlucky on the river happens. Yes, that happens. That that's totally luck. But for the most part, up until that point, everything is skill based. The whole how you bet because you're just trying to get the other person to fold. Right. It's not about, you know, you can get the worst hand in poker, which is two seven offsuit. And you can decide, you know what? I know I can outplay this guy. And you can outplay your opponent and get him to fold. Or he can even hit something. Who knows? Which it is happens. something I didn't understand. Like, I, I didn't understand. And I'm sure a lot of people don't understand who are casual to it. Like, you have to become invested. And that's what I was saying about Dan Nugrano. Like, he's so invested in his craft like that he yeah. just is a perfectionist. Yeah. And that's why he's so successful. Yeah. It's like playing a sport, man. You practice. You know the tricks. You know the skills. You know what you need to win. That's what you need. Is you just need to know how to win. Right. And then, you know, you kind of develop just from practice, 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 practice. It's no different from just getting into a sport. This is the issue is that there's money involved. Like right off the bat, you can either lose money like you don't get paid for the game. You know what right. I mean? You have to either earn the money or you end up losing the money for one reason or another. And bad stints happen. Bad runs happen. Good runs happen. That all happens. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more into online poker than I am sports betting. And I, I, I place the I, I place the highest placement I've had. I placed second in a tournament, won like a hundred something dollars on a free roll from New Jersey. That shit's fun, man. It's just really, really, really fun. And yes, I know the house can rig things. I know, I'm sure there's some online stuff that can be shady. But when you regulate it, then it just becomes a lot more safer, a lot more checked on than it is, especially when there's tax revenue involved. So I just, I, I yeah. was, again, I've said it probably 60 times during this conversation. I just never understood why the line in terms of making money for the state was always drawn to gambling, right? As long as it is not determining the outcome of games or anything else like that, it shouldn't matter. It really just shouldn't matter at the end of the day. The numbers don't lie. It's a good thing. Let's get it legalized for fuck's sake. I just want to play some fucking poker. If I lose <laughs> the money, I don't care. Let's just fucking play. Legalize the shit. Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I and I know we like talked about this before, but I mean, some things are just insane, like banning house games like that. That that is insane to me, like how that is even a thing. I, took, <laughs> I probably spent half an hour staring at that line, just trying to figure out how the <laughs> fuck they checked on that. I really want to know. And and I mean, again, most of the time, I mean, I, that's just dumb. I mean, most of the yeah, time it's it's, it's going to be with close friends that you're going to be play you play with over and over i mean we play at you know back at my bobby's home back at his house all the time and and um you know for a lot of it we weren't putting money on it but as we started to have an appreciation and become uh invested in poker and fucking you know, legal. <laughs> and, yeah and, and i'm not saying like we're not putting a lot of money at all we're literally putting a couple of bucks on it but it's just um Brandy came over and me, you and Brandy played micro stakes where it was two yeah. cents a hand for the big blind. Yeah, Brandy came for a business trip last winter and he I'm trying to think. He was here for three like he was here for three full days, but obviously like the half of his day was um at his job. And I think the one day we played poker for like eight straight hours oh we played, we played for a long time we, it, and but that it was, was awesome. that was the only night we played like every single night and it was we played for hours yeah and and we weren't like gambling I mean, again gambling a few bucks but it's just like it's it's a fun thing and again going back to it you're gonna have your outliers and it is it is sad because a lot of it is addiction and it's that's tough to kick but 
That's not the government's fault. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, like, this is this is um an industry and um i feel like i'm talking like as a sport like a general manager like this is a business <laughs> but no i mean yeah <laughs> but um but if seriously i mean it is it's such a, team <laughs> it's so much more than your you know few people so mm-hmm. we'll uh end the first part with that um and we will kind of transition over to Pete Rose who uh, has some, again, a little bit of ties to uh, our area, me and Bobby, because being um, a Philly, uh, as he was for, for a while. A few years. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, I brought that up in my uh, my speech. And, of course, I, I brought that up because, you know, obviously wanted to catch the uh <laughs> catch the audience's attention and of course brought up the Phillies and this and that. But uh yeah, I mean this is a guy that has absolutely insane numbers. It, ridiculous numbers. But he is banned from baseball um because of actions that happen and this is where we're all gonna tie in. Uh which this so people that and maybe people that are against sports betting, I guess this would be the other thing like they throw in there. But for me, this is a separate thing, right? Like sport, obviously it's sports betting, but sports betting from fans and sports betting from people involved in the game that could alter it. That is completely different to me. Like you can't tell me otherwise because one is, uh, well, starting to be legal and good and should be legal. The other is terrible for the game, terrible for every, you know, everybody but the actual people involved in that bet. So, um, Pete Rose. Quick, sorry, I just want to interrupt. I, I'm so sorry for the stream. Whoever heard static coming out of my mic, my bad. I accidentally hit it. So, sorry about that stream. Oh, you're yeah, right. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry about that. that. Um, I was just asking here anything, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry about that stream. But yeah. Uh, Pete Rose banned from from baseball, and because of that, this guy this is a guy who should be a Hall of Famer. But well, I, let me start with this, and this is going to be the the question that right. is going to be the big discussion here. But off the bat, like, do you think Pete Rose? Um, I guess well deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but I was going to say kind of deserves like a second chance i want to say almost like what is your thoughts on that so here's the thing so he still doesn't have reinstatement of my understanding they just started letting him correct. go to mlb events is what they just started end up doing because uh correct he was supposed to be at a phillies uh he because he made the phillies wall of fame mm-hmm. uh that got canceled for reasons um <laughs> those got acquitted by the way um so as a player which when you look at the investigation um the there was no evidence and even in his admission has also said that even though it did come in 2007 that he never gambled as a player um and as a player he's one of the best and it's not even close yeah like if if it, you it, again if you... for those who may not be familiar because i wasn't even totally aware like i knew he was one of the best, but I didn't know how good his lowest batting average was a 219. 
in, but that season he only played 72 games. That was his last season. And if you want to look at any other season, the lowest he had at one point was 245. But most of the time, he was batting 260 and above on average, at least. Yeah. Like I every mean, fucking time. Take like, away. It's ridiculous. Take away everything that happened, quote unquote, off the field. Like, if that didn't happen, he's no doubt a Hall of Famer. He's he's the all-time hits leader. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah so. I mean, all-time hits leader. He he finished over a 24-year career. That's insane, Three, by the way. 303 batting average. Yeah. And just there was no slowing down over, over the batting average. His on-base percentage is ridiculous. Everything that his hitting stats are just absurd. It's, it, it's, it, there's no, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, if there, and here's the issue. If there was a way to just strictly induct somebody as a just a player, then this should be a no-brainer. Like, yeah. none. Zero. However, and, and this goes into the, the stuff going on with the Astros right now. I, I related to what's going on with the Astros. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing with the Astros right now is the, you know, the, the, the sign stealing and all the illegal stuff, which is a crazy story. We're not covering it yet because everything is allegation. We will mm-hmm. talk about it at some point, I promise. But so they keep talking about on like the Yes Network, which I know it's entirely Yankees fans, but still. Um, yeah that's true <laughs> um but like on the s network on espn on fox they're talking about okay so how do you punish the astros do you take away their world series and most of the time people are saying no and it's not that wouldn't be deserved it's that you can't erase people's memory you can't especially now like so they won the world series in 2017 and people aren't going to forget that they were the world series champions like they just they just won't it's impossible people know what happened so taking away the title off the books doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean a damn thing, mm-hmm. right? So I kind of relate it to this, where Pete Rose, although when you look at him as a player, absolutely 100% deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame no if, ands, or buts about it, right? But the problem is, is that he ruined his own reputation by being a manager. When, when he was a manager, is that it was when he gambled. And the other part of this issue is that he took for fucking ever to admit that he did it. It, yeah. did, it literally didn't happen until I think it was 2007 when he wrote his book. And he said that he gambled on games. Like, he's straight and out of his mouth. the investigation started in 1989. <laughs> ESPN closed their investigation a few years ago. Yeah. So that was all it was? He just gambled on games? So, but, so that, but here's the issue. is He was gambling on games he was involved in. That was what happened. It wasn't that he was just gambling on baseball. He was gambling on games he was involved in. Right, so he could, like, bet against the opponent. Exactly. So what what he was doing was, so he played up until 1986 for the Reds. Or, I'm sorry, no. He started, he was a player manager starting in 1984. Right. Is is what it was. He was a player manager and then retired from playing in 1986 and then uh, was the manager for the Reds for a few more years after that until 1989 when all this stuff came out. So... The, the, what he claims and was is sort of backed up by the investigation is that he never gambled against the Reds. He said that the games he bet on, he always bet on his team and he didn't bet on anything else outside of that. Um, I, I think he probably, he definitely bet on other sports like hockey, basketball, football, other stuff. I mean, he mentions that. Yeah. Um, it's but- still definitely a gray area because yes, uh, you could easily is. just bet against the opponent and then throw, but. 
Then yeah, it would so, be so obvious that you're throwing, and then people would immediately start questioning, like, why you're throwing. That's the thing, because it's like, and I think Piro's defenders probably end up using this as like, oh, well, he never bet against the Reds. He always bet for his team, the team he was managing for. So there was really no point of throwing at any point in time. So it technically right. would, if you, if all was right in the world, and you're betting on your own team, right, then there's no reason to throw the game, and therefore the game is really not influenced, right? Unless you want to argue that he would try harder when he bet on the Reds. Right. If you, I mean, if you were a if you were a player in the league, you'd have to like they would have to find some way to regulate that. Right. And the rule the, the rule was and, I, you know, it, it's still there that if you're caught betting on a game, you're done. You're gone. You get a permanent ban. You can't even step foot in a ballpark. I read that he could even uh, he can't even go into the Great American Ballpark, even though it lives on the street that's named after him which I think yeah. is just funny. Um, it's pretty so funny. That. And then the other problem is, like I said, so this was what, 30, not 30, well, yeah, 30 years ago when this all started, 20 years ago. And he wouldn't admit it. <laughs> he kept saying over and over again, never bet on baseball, I never bet on baseball, I never bet on baseball, I never did that and the other thing. Um, he did. Hold on, my mic's, hold on one second, my mic's going, hold on. I was going to say, I will say, to uh just to stall here a little bit but yeah i mean this is okay there we go sorry this is kind of crazy to me too because like when you're saying like this happened you know after uh after his playing career i mean this guy did he was incredible like one of the best and then it i don't know like it's just weird to me that he i don't know how to state this like Obviously, like he's, it's not like it's it's a direct correlation, but like he he had to know like that this could potentially fuck up everything he ever did. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that's what's weird. I mean, I mean, the dude had a problem. I mean, he's been in rehab for gambling addiction, so he had an addiction. He had he had a problem, right? Yeah, and I, I don't think he's even stopped gambling to this day. Um, what did I talk about in gambling rehab? Like, what the fuck did I do? Money. Stop. Yeah, just I mean, stop. I, that is like a good question, actually. Well, so like, I, I when I don't I, I do gambling, it, I've done gambling presentations myself back in high school. I did a couple of them, and it was more about more. Mine was very broad. It was more about the psychology of of gambling. Yeah, and you know the the studies that they do. Yeah, especially like take slot machines for example, right? Yeah. So the whole point of a slot machine is you just keep dumping money in there. And the, with all the bright lights, fancy lights, the sound effects, the whole, all that stuff, it's supposed to trick you into making you think you're winning when you're actually losing. It happened. That, that's how they're built, right? Mm -hmm. So think of it yeah. that way, where it's like you, you think you get a bad beat, but you think you can do better next time. And then that turns into a full-on addiction where you can't even help yourself anymore. You just keep throwing more and more money into it. And I mean, that goes for any addiction, really. Um, but that's what it is for gambling. I mean, I don't know why he did it. And I really don't know why he didn't just come clean. I mean, if he really wanted to come back to baseball, if he would have admitted this 30 years ago, if he would have admitted this 30 years ago, he probably would have got reinstated at some point. But yeah. here we are, right? And that, that, that's the main thing. And that's I mean, what they had to, to have had hard proof that he was doing it. And, and I mean, they found it. I mean, they, they found the hard proof. Right. And the, and, and the proof, as I say, it's like, yes, he bet on games. He didn't bet on every game, but he definitely bet on games as he was a manager. Right. Um, and they, they, they also could not prove, although it definitely could happen, that he bet against the Reds at any point. But it was he even said in his book that kind of lined up with what he said, that he never bet against his own team. <sighs> I, 
you have to be. So I can like see I said, where that's like I can see where that's an issue, but at the same time, I mean he he acted ethically, I'd say, because he didn't. I mean, if it's true that he never bet against his own team, then that's fine. But he so it, the problem is that he so could have easily just you know bet against his team. Yeah, and, and here, here's and the issue when it goes to the Hall of Fame again, one of the best who ever played, and it's not a question. But and but and also let's look at his manager stats here. Um, he was not that great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he was. I'm trying to. I don't even think did he. I don't even think he made the post. Did he? No, he never made the postseason. Mm. I don't think. I, I based on what the numbers I'm looking at on the baseball reference, because it says he doesn't have any win, uh, win or loss postseason, uh, stats here. Um, not even that many ejections. What kind of fucking manager are you? Um. <laughs> So, I mean, he had winning records, but they were never insane. The, the, the highest he had was five, uh, 577, uh, 1988, when the Reds finished 64 and 47. Wow, they really didn't make the postseason off that? Well, um, that's also weird to hear, like, you know, 64 and 47, like, not, you know, what is baseball now where you're playing 162, games. 162 games. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, well, it's actually, it's funny because, uh, they were paying on suit because he has like 84, 78, record 86, 76. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, not oh, okay. Sure what was going on there, but yeah, regardless. So yeah. Um, so as a manager, it's not that great. So like, even if the gambling thing didn't happen, I mean, he probably wouldn't be put in as a manager. At the end of the day, I guess my answer to your question, um, if you want to put him in as a player, yes. But I, I, I still don't have an argument for how do you get pete rose away from the gambling scandal and i just don't think he can and the mlb definitely shouldn't because it's going to be symbolic getting him into the hall of fame right because it's essentially saying although they're not trying to that oh even though we permanently banned you from the league from doing like one of the biggest like breaking one of the most cardinal rules in sports you're still going to get into the hall of fame right they'd have to they would have a ton of legal stuff to deal with if they allowed him to be in the hall of fame because at, at the then the they would have to go back on a lot of rules they made I mean, and, and, and I mean, and maybe they wouldn't have to, but but the they, they, the public outcry is going to be it, dead. Yeah, it would, be, it would be seen as hypocritical for sure. It is, and it is it's very hypocritical. I mean, a lot of these leagues, we, we we harp on the NFL, the MLB, the NHL for a lot of things because they can be hypocrites a lot of time. We, we we harp on the NFL to no end about stuff like this. And I know that's why the MLB is doing it, but it it has become an increasingly bigger conversation about whether or not he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, I don't even know if I agree with him being on the Phillies Wall of Fame, not for nothing. It's not, so, again, he was a great Philly, but, I mean, the man... So that's what I was going to ask. Bad. Um, my, my question to you is, like, wh- so you were talking about, like, how MLB is having him, like, he's not allowed to go to games now and stuff like that. Like, yeah. It, do you think he should kind of be, like, permanently vanished, like, to <clears throat> kind of protect, like, save face for, like, the league? or like? What do you make of that from the MLB standpoint? Because you're kind of allowing. So I'm trying to think like the other thing that comes to mind with baseball in terms of like, like it was a really bad time was the Chicago White Sox, the, the um, black, black Sox scandal, I think it was called or something like that. The Black Sox scandal. And um, like, that was one of the other big things in sports. Like, I don't know. I just feel like if you kind of allow him to creep his way back in, does that like taint their image almost? 
it, it, they're doing it slowly. Like they didn't just fall out say over reinstating him. They're like, okay, we'll let you back now. I never understood why you just banned him from the ballpark. I never, I don't understand that ban. Um, let, let him go to a fucking game. Jesus. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, Maybe that's like the thing where they're trying to like, they don't, they, they he's associated with the MLB. Even if yeah. He's, he, to he's there to the MLB. He's everything wrong with our, we don't like, we don't want him to have any influence, possible influence on anything. Right, and I, I understand that point of view. But what I do also think is that I, I always believe in redemption for people, right? And this this goes way outside of baseball, right? Like, I, th- I always believe so everyone deserves a second chance. I just think that Pete Rose definitely could have gotten it if he just admitted earlier. Now, I don't know. Because yeah. at this point, I mean, he's not going to be managing. Like, even if he gets if he gets reinstated tomorrow, he's not managing anywhere. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't even think he'll be a coach anywhere. Like, if he's, he's just got Barnett as a hitting coach, which imagine Pete Rose being your hitting coach, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, really. Um, it's just, it's tough, though. If he would have been this a while ago and he got reinstated, somehow got reinstated or, or whatever the hell, because the commissioners left it open for him. Like, if you read back on what happened, they left it open mm-hmm. that they would consider. They didn't say he'd do it, they say he'd consider. And some commissioners were a little bit hard ass about it than others. But because I think like three commissioners have had to deal with this. Um, yeah. One died of a heart attack a few days after the Pete Rose thing happened, by the way. Really? I to point that out. I forget who. Um, so I don't know. It, 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 I, it's too loaded. I'll say this. If we're talking about him strictly as a player, yes. Hall of Fame. It, I, that, that shouldn't even be disputed by anybody. But if the whole Hall of Fame is supposed to be this, oh, look what, you know, you're supposed to be a shining example of a player and what you do off the field and and stuff like that, then obviously no. And it's a shame because he is the hitting leader and he is one of the most integral, one of the most revolutionary players to ever play baseball. But he just did some shady shit, man. And it's one of the cardinal rules of the game. Don't bet on these games if you're going to be involved in it. And, I, you know, it doesn't happen anymore. But I guess the other point, too, is that, you know, who else probably ruined it for him? The guy who did it in the NBA as a ref. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah, Donahue. So yeah. now I refuse to believe that it happens as much as people think it does in, 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 in the modern day. Yeah. However, sure. those people have not been caught. It, it, it can yeah. very easily happen. Like I said, I've been relating a lot of this stuff to what's going on with the Astros right now, where people are saying the Astros are definitely not the only ones doing this. They just got caught. So, so like, I don't know. It's such a hard thing because, like, I guess for me, when people say it's rigged and this and that, and, like, I I just find it so hard to believe that that's the case. But then you do look at some instances where it's like, like, how do you, how do you miss, like, I'm talking from, like, a rough standpoint, like, how do you miss that? Or like how I remember back in the, um, what was it? 20, I think it was 2017. The, the, uh, Minneapolis miracle, the Saints version of the Vikings and that one defensive back. I can't remember his name. I think, uh, it might've been PJ Williams. I'm not sure, but, um, the, you know, the guy missed the tackle on Stefan Diggs who went in the end zone and won the game. Stupid way for that tackle, by the way, that, that was stupid. So, like, a lot of people are like, oh, this is rigged and this and that. And, you know, part of it is, like, you look at that and you say, man, like, that almost looks intentional. And I and to me, I don't think it was. Like, I think no. he thought he was going to get there early, so he tried to avoid him to, you know, to not 
commit pass interference. But then you have situations where this year in the NFL, you know, they clean, they, they tried to fix the whole pass interference issue, which by the way happened. Obviously it was a problem. Like I wouldn't, I want to say it would be like this big problem, but you've seen like throughout the league, there was some pass interference issues, but then you have this huge one that like literally changes the game and, and makes the team not go to the Super Bowl. And then they bring in this rule this year with the pass interference. It's like, you literally have the tech, like there is no excuses for you to miss calls now. And there are still like, there's just some calls. I'm like, like you go to review there's multiple people on this and it's still wrong. And it's like, in those cases, it's like, man, like I don't, there is nothing else for me to be like, like what people are saying is rage. No, I want to say no, but I don't know what else it could possibly be. Why it's still happening. You know? I mean, this opens a whole nother book of, of where referee is going. Cause I mean the whole, they're, they're starting to bring in robot ump soon. Like umpire yeah. league season, like some of the minor leagues. And yeah. from my understanding, everything says that they work, right? Now, that's just for home plate. That's not for first base, second base, third base, any of the outfield umps, like stuff like calling somebody safe or whatever. However, I'm sure in a couple of decades we'll get there. Um, and, but this opens up a whole issue because some people hate the, that the fact that everything is reviewed because then it could take away or change the outcome of a game, right, where everything has to be perfect, right? Now, I doubt, I highly doubt, the places like the NFL especially – We'll get to a point where uh, everything is reviewed, where they review every single play and make sure nobody actually went off sides. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it can't be perfect football, you know, and never will be. Um, But we're starting to see technology used in in this way. But when something is so blatant, right, like, the whole reason the NBA thing happened was because of how blatant these calls were, man. I mean, it's just, there was no... I don't even remember some of the calls, but I do remember watching like this was this was years ago. So I was watching all this on the SPN. It was I mean, it's bad. And he he if we're if we're going to be if everything about what Pete Rose did is true about how he bet where he never bet against the Reds or he never bet against, you know, his team. uh, The guy in the NBA did it that much worse. I mean, not for nothing. He's not on a team. He was a referee who has direct control of the game. And was betting on certain teams and changing the outcome of the game to fit what he what his bets were. Pete Rose, if we go by his account and what the investigation revealed, he never had any. If, again, he bet on the team he was coaching for. He never bet against that team. Yeah. So really, again, like I said in the beginning of this conversation, there was never any reason for him to throw or change any outcome of a game. But it's the you know, you can't really prove that you can't really prove that. And I think it's that, but I think it's also like a, like a morality thing. I think it's just like you, you know, the MLB wanted like this to happen, like none of this to happen. Right. And I don't know. Um, it, like it's tough for me because yeah, is it maybe not as bad as like making your team throw a game? Cause like, I remember like watching, and, I'm like vaguely remembering this. Like, I don't know if it was actual footage or if I was like watching like a documentary or something on the White Sox. But um, either way, like they were depicting if it wasn't the real thing, they were depicting how it was done. Like, it's so obvious that games are getting. And it's like, I I guess maybe you could say that that's worse than what Pete Rose did. Like if he wasn't betting, you know, against us or uh, yeah, against the team. However, 
I don't know, like, morally if it makes it any better because it's still against everything that the MLB believes in. It is, and you you should... Let me get this straight for you, folks. No one should be betting on games if you're involved in it. You can't. Yeah. You shouldn't, right? It just completely undermines the whole purpose of the game, which is to decide who's the best of the best. Whole purpose at the end of the day. And we can argue about games being rigged all day. You're stupid if you think they are. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't be betting on those things. And I know the MLB has to make a statement about it. So I'll say this. He probably shouldn't go in the Hall of Fame for that purpose. Uh-huh. You can't justify someone doing that kind of thing. But at the same time, I think he's in everybody's mental Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. you cannot talk about the best hitters, best baseball players of all time without Pete Rose being in that conversation. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. There's a reason he's still in the record books. He so, was that good. So I, I agree with you. I think I think you can't put him in the Hall of Fame because, like, again, like Zach mentioned before, it's almost like a hypocritical thing. It's like almost ex- it's it's almost like setting an example. Like, we know you messed up, but that's OK. We're going to allow it. And I just don't know how as a league can, like, have that look against you. Um. Now again, you do mention before, like before, he did nothing as a player. It was all manager. I just, I still don't think, like, if I'm the MLB, I, I still can't justify that. Like, I, I can't be like, you know, that this is okay because it's so against. I think it's, I think it's more of like a shot at, like it, it would hurt their integrity and their morality more than anything, and I think. Yep. That's why you can't do it because yeah. it you're basically putting you're tainting your reputation essentially. Yeah. And yeah, I as good of a player as he is, I just can't. I I, I agree. I I don't think you can put him in because because of that. And um, uh, I I do want to bring up something oh, real quick. I want to make yeah, a yeah. big note because I realized I really fucked up earlier. Um, okay. I, I mentioned that I mentioned certain charges that were against him when he was at his uh, Phillies or he was supposed to appear at his uh, Phillies Wall of Fame ceremony and he got taken off of that fair charges. He wasn't acquitted. He was he settled. Sorry. Oh, OK. I, okay. I want to make that clear. He settled. So just 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 before anybody tells me about that. I think yeah. he settled. He settled with the person accusing him. Anyway, no, uh, I do. I do want to bring this up. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm going to relate it back to the best player who ever played football, Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> so, Oof. well, so here's, here's why. Um, Tom Brady got suspended for five games for deflate game. Okay. Which, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and I know a lot of this is emotionally based because people just hate Tom Brady for being the best. And that's understood. Um, but it was a form of cheating in the eyes of some people. Right. Does that disqualify him from the Hall of Fame? Well, I, like, no. So, so I, I guess let me let me let me let me relate it back to the P Rose conversation. The 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 question I'm basically asking is: Is there such a thing as, um, I guess, are small charges that may have influenced the game? It, or I say, let me. Sorry, I'm trying to find the right words. I, I know what you're saying. So, I, if you do anything at all that could have possibly have determined or completely skewed the way a game was going to go does that automatically disqualify from the hall of fame because that's essentially pete rose did now he did it to the fullest extent yeah like pete rose did it to the fullest extent 
Tom Brady didn't. He deflated a few footballs or helped deflate a few footballs. You know what I mean? So but, that like it's a really good question. Um, and maybe the whole thing rose is I guess you can't say concretely that he didn't bet against his team and maybe that's why but like it, it's kind of the whole thing um it, it's a really good question uh, and i i think the logical answer like from what we're accustomed to and how things kind of work is like of course not you can't take him out of the hall of fame because of the flight gate but you're kind of it, you're right in the sense that like it was still cheating and that's against the game and that affects the integrity of the game. And it's, it's actually a really good question. Like, and I don't know a good answer because I don't know. Like, I just think that, and maybe it is, like I said, because of there's no concrete evidence that he didn't bet against the reds, but, or yeah, against the uh, reds, but, it's this whole issue with is this worse than this? Is this worse than this? Right? I guess like it's it's a good question, man. It really okay, is. I, I guess so. And I guess looking at just how the leagues handled this, right? I mean, again, Pete Rose took fixing games or whatever, or, or the an act of fixing games to the fullest extent. Like that's 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 literally the only reason you really fix a game at the end of the day is for money. Right, so Pete Rose did like the absolute top of the line cardinal rule broke it, no question. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady didn't, but if we're gonna go off the Pete Rose doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, I'm like I'm going against my quarterback. By the way, I I want to point this out for anybody yeah. who says I'm a blind <laughs> Patriots lover. I I hope you're hearing me. I Zach. really do. <laughs> like seriously, um, because I mean I totally believe Tom Brady's a little bit in the Hall of Fame, but I there can be kind of sense of hypocrisy if I'm saying that. Pete Rose shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because he hurt the integrity of the game when if if you're going to look at what Tom Brady did, technically, so did he. And, right. And, and, and that's tough. Now, do I think that it was... I have always said about the flake, I hated the whole fucking thing. Um, I really did. And I also, at the end of the day, you know, even if the balls were not fucking deflated, I really don't think the Patriots were going to lose to the fucking Colts. Let's, let's, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. This. Please. Please, dear God. Do not... For those of you sitting there telling me that the Colts would have won if the balls were correct, right? I mean, I guess there's that insane. chance, but but like, there, there's always a chance. But the ball wasn't going to ruin that. It could yeah, even I mean, go against the Colts. I've got to yeah. be honest. Like the Deflate Gate thing did seem kind of silly. I mean, why would it the was. Patriots? Why would they do that against just a team that they're definitely going to beat? I mean, it, so it was. It, it was all about Brady's grip on the ball. That's what it was. That that's what the whole thing was, right? It wasn't. We're gonna give a deflated ball to Andrew Luck, right? Or yeah, it was Andrew Luck at the yeah, time. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, Luck. it was. Yep. It was Luck. Okay. Um, I my my quarterback timeline for the Colts is so fucking off lately. Um, <laughs> so it had nothing to do with that. And my understanding, none of the balls that the Colts were using were were a problem, right? Am I right? Well, I can't it, remember. Yeah, you're right. So if I remember that game, it was either extremely cold. It was like, fucking cold, yes. Or, or like, it, it, it was maybe raining or something. So, yeah, it was all about Brady getting a better... Um, and, and that's... The whole story, it really did seem ambiguous. Like, yeah, if I haven't made it clear, I am not a Tom Brady fan. But, uh, <laughs> or a Patriots fan, for that yeah. matter. But literally, I mean, like, I, I actually did look into the story at the time that 
it was big and it definitely seemed ambiguous. Like kind of seemed like they were trying to pin something on it, but also maybe he could have really done it. Like I never really like felt like I got a clear answer of what yeah. happened. So essentially what happened was Brady apparently was in text conversations with the equipment managers and essentially helped convince to get the balls deflated just a tiny bit just so he can get a better grip on the ball. And this was pregame, right? Now, and I'm guessing that's against, I'm guessing they have to measure the balls. So they're like a certain, you know. Yeah. 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 And, and, and they found out and Perfect. they had to, they, they found text messages that proved that Tom Brady was involved in that decision. And that's what got him suspended. And okay. the whole thing was, oh, he cheated. It helped him win the game. I don't think him deflating a football helped him win the game. It's Tom fucking Brady. I mean, Jesus well, I mean, Christ. he certainly, if that's true, he certainly did something that's against the rules. Yeah. And he, right. he, at the end of the day, yes, he deserved the suspension that he got. Okay. As much as I hate to admit it, I, I just, what I, what my, my, my feelings toward deflate gate is so fucking negative because it, it, the whole thing was pinned on Brady because everyone, because it's Tom Brady, and because yeah. everyone, and yes, people, the Patriots have had a cheating scandal <laughs> already. Yeah, yeah. Patriots have had a cheating scandal already. Okay, that, <laughs> that's fine, right? And they and they did not get punished hard for it at all for the whole filming practices thing. Holy shit, they got yeah, an absolute yeah. murder. But um, what I couldn't believe when that came out, by the way, side note, I was still young when that came out, but I I literally said. Why the Jets of all practices are you gonna film? I mean, Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ! Literally. I mean, they're like, bad. Come on. They were, they At least film somebody who's like film film a team who's like could be a competition. At least you know. Yeah. When was that? Two thousand seven. Yeah, it was like two, I think it was two thousand six. Yeah, who was good in two thousand seven? Like film, literally, actually, literally film anybody else but the Jets. At the time, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Um. Anyway. So I guess my point is like you know it's a tough conversation. I again I really don't think the deflate of the football really determined the outcome of that game. And that and that goals. overall I remember it. I feel like that seemed kind of seemed to be the sentiment that everyone had. Is that like I mean they probably still would have won. They won. I mean yeah it, I honestly believe they would have won. I mean that game was not really same. Yeah I mean <laughs> it was not a competition. We all no, knew the Patriots. I, mean, yeah, I think the final score was like forty five to seven. I want to say yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, this is more of a conversation if the game finished like 27-24. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, this is maybe more of a conversation, but I, I refuse to acknowledge that that determined the outcome of the game. I refuse to acknowledge that there's no way. that The Patriots were just definitely better in all fronts. It just, that was it. How did, how did that information end up coming out? Someone said something, or the I think the refs noticed something, and then it just launched. Uh, like a quick couple people fast yeah, yeah. I, I forget the exact timeline of events i think the colts complained like what i think originally happened and I, then I honestly some, can't something remember. gave them enough merit to open up an investigation into the whole thing Would, so i like, mean wouldn't you notice if the ball was like a little squishy well brady was the only one who really knew yeah i guess i mean the because center the and tom brady yeah, that really they were the only ones who would have known in the equipment managers, really. But again, if you're gonna sit there and tell me that the Colts would have won that game, that the falls balls were fully inflated, you really need to go yeah, back to school. Try to get your head checked. Mean, geez, oh my god. I, anyway. I mean, like going back though, it is a, it, it. You can say that for not only like Tom Brady and Deflategate, but anybody who's like, no. But literally, paid. it's exactly comparable to the Pete, the uh, Pete Rose situation because it's like. Well, yeah, he broke the rules by being in the league and betting on games in the league, but he also bet only for his team and never against, according to what he said. 
Right. It, so it, it's it, like uh, it didn't really yeah. hurt anyone, but you also broke the rules. So that's that's always been a gray area. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the MLB has to just put down the ban hammer on it because yeah, I mean, you, you, right. You have to draw the line somewhere. You have to. If you bet at all, you're done. Like that. Has that's why I, I I'm completely for that. I, that's I, why that I rule said. makes total sense. Yeah. I, I mean, just, you you have it, to you know, set an example essentially. <laughs> um, just a reminder. If this wasn't Pete Rose, if this was literally any average player, this is yeah. not a conversation. Yeah, oh, but exactly, the fact yeah. that he's still top of the record books, that's why this is a conversation. I mean, you know, it's a tough call. I, I have to say no, even though I, I want to say yes, because I, I mean, the man was just that good. But I also believe in setting an example. And I think the MLB has to in the situation. Don't bet on games you're involved in. You can't don't. Right. Do it. Yeah. There's a I reason. Mean, you you have to be kind of stone cold about this because you can't gambling is like I said I mentioned there's psychology behind gambling right so even though he bet for his team on certain games he never bet against his team but who knows maybe he was trying a little harder maybe he was thinking a little bit differently so in a way it did influence the game whether or not it directly did or not so you have to kind of be cold about it you kind of have to be like black and white about it so if we catch you betting you're getting banned like there's no ifs ands or buts so I totally understand why he's not been in the Hall of Fame. If he does go, I'm going to be curious what the reaction is. Um, if he goes in, what, what, what's, what's going to be the general public consensus? Because it seems to be split. So I want to add one more thing to this. Um, and I, I do want to make, uh, because we are, you know, going uh, pretty long here. But compare, you know, we just compared to Tom Brady. Compare Pete Rose to the ster- steroid users of the MLB like what do you feel about that like is it Oof. any like should they i get i get i don't know how to word this like should Pete Rose be closer to the Hall of Fame than they are like i don't know cuz like Tough. i i feel it's like the same thing it's like you can't you Bonds can't do it, it. Right? no okay. no um okay <laughs> Yeah. So, well, wasn't there a time in the MLB where it was li- like steroid era? Yeah, yeah, it was literally completely fair to use steroids. Yes. So, it, well, it wasn't uh, fair, but everybody did it. So, yeah, I guess it was like obviously. Like, I, I don't mean fair. I'm just I just meant like not against the rules. So, like the three main guys, um, Barry Bonds, Mark Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa, like they are kind of like the first three names that you think of because obviously like, they were dominant. Big three of roids. <laughs> yeah, well, they, were, they really are the big three. <laughs> Real quick, um, Sammy Sosa is not looking too well these days. Uh, yeah, well, that... Uh, Take a look at yeah. him. All right, Sammy Sosa 2019. Oh, okay. Oh, get ready. You want Let me tell you something. He was... um, he He's African-American. I'll just leave it at that. Like, yeah. that says... That's how he was born. That's what I'm going to leave it at. <laughs> I want the exact reaction to this, actually. Did you find it? How? <laughs> <laughs> like, I I wanted to make that clear. Like, if you're sure, like, yes, born yes. African American. Oh, he definitely doesn't look bad. It's just like he doesn't look like him. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Well, because I remember, like, he was on an ESPN special, and yes. like, no one has seen him in a long time. Yeah, like, or he hasn't been in the public eye. And then he did that ESPN interview, and everyone's like, "What the fuck happened to Sammy yeah, Sosa?" I remember that. I was at the gym, and oh my god, I was sitting in the sauna, and and they have a TV in the sauna, and I seen that, and I almost fell off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was like so confused. How? 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> New Google search. What happened to Sammy Sosa? But no, I, I don't know. It's like comparing those two, like Pete Rose and like those guys. I don't, it's just tough. I mean, I, I think overall, I think they all should not get in, like personally, yeah. in my opinion. But it's just, again, it's like this kind of do you punish somebody harder for something else? Like, where do you kind of draw the line? So I don't know, but yeah, it I mean, looks like, as a, I mean, the whole, I mean, I think you, you can't let steroid steroid use in the hall of fame either. Cause I mean, that's just, I mean, come on. Yeah. Look at, look at Barry Bonds, please. Look yeah, at that. yeah. Look at that. I watched a video. So the uh, SB nation recently released a video called Barry Bonds, uh, never won a world series, which that's true. Um, but when they were, they obviously documented the steroid stuff. Um, and they, I just remember laughing so hard when they said in the beginning to like, yeah, Barry Bonds early in his career, great player could run the bases fast. I'm sitting there <laughs> like, yeah, fast forward a couple of years. That's not the case. And this is a guy who literally got walked with so, bases loaded to avoid. In, like, in case yeah. you guys are wondering what happened to Sammy Sosa, <laughs> I found an article on people.com. So people magazine. Oh, yeah. And apparently he applies a bleaching cream to his skin every night before he goes to bed. Why? He says that it helps to soften his skin, but, you know, a side oh. effect is that you turn lighter. <laughs> like... just, just go to fucking, go to there, fucking CVS yeah. and just get some Johnson & Johnson and just get some yeah, like, bleaching yeah, like, fucking skin. Relax. Get some lotion, my dude. My God, man. Uh, there's all I promise you there are other ways. My goodness. Um, I, if it's any, if there's actually like a sickness or an illness or something that's making him like that, I'm sorry, but come on. Yeah, I actually don't know. I, if, I mean, I, if, yeah, if it's the skin the thing, then I have more questions. If it's like an illness, I'm like, okay. What happened was that I had been using the cream for a long time, and that combined with the bright TV lights made my face look whiter than it really is. The years of being. I don't think I look like games. Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that's really? that's a real quote. Like, <laughs> I was gonna I ask you about that. Like, oh, that can't be on. real. I'm serious, <laughs> dude. That's what it says. That's, that's according to yeah, People Magazine. It's crazy. Jesus, Week. Yeah. <laughs> um, God. But and everything aside, yeah. Let's we'll wrap up the conversation there. So it looks like we're all again in favor. Um, that's, no hot takes. Yeah, absolutely, that, that's that's three for three today, boys. Something, you know what? All baby group, all for sports betting. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't live without one. Uh, Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. You know what? <laughs> it's just like I don't even think that's possible. No, it's not. It's not even close. Like, um, so with that, we will end the segment and we're going to move on to our game picks for the week uh, a little note on this week's game picks uh different from other weeks is we are recording later in the week than we usually do we're recording on uh saturday november 23rd yeah. so Dude, us yeah. being adults and having to make money and yeah stuff that's why yeah. yeah i'm surprised honestly that we having schedules are able to get together you like on very we've been very consistent like usually have been really good but of course you know we're gonna have this times but so we have two games on the list um that have already been played but we submitted them before the games were played you know i was gonna post them on twitter kind of forgot but uh you know we have um we put it on our discord and uh if you're really really 
doubting us. We have, you know, times where we posted those. But anyway, we have two... fucking receipts. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, we we have we have receipts. Um, I don't keep receipts. I eat receipts. But the t- but the two games that we had, um, you know, before uh, before today were uh, the we went to the NBA for the first time. The Houston Rockets played the LA Clippers in a really good game, um, and then the. Clippers. Then, then the big game this week in college football, um, which was Penn State versus Ohio State. Uh, so, for those games, um, by the way, the game lines on that start are ended at uh, minus eighteen and a half Ohio State, and then minus four and a half for Clippers. Um, so, I will go through those. Uh, for me, I had yeah here. Uh, for me, I had Ohio State winning thirty-eight twenty. Um, Ohio State, they get the win today. Uh, and then I had the Clippers winning as well, which I was a really good game. I watched the end of it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both with clutch shots. J- James Harden hit a crazy three as well. Um, but, uh, excuse me, sorry. Um, yeah, I think that it was just a really good game. And unfortunately, I'm going to get on before to talk about it. But, uh, yeah, two good games. I'll just go th- to speed it up. I'll just go through yours, Bobby. and. And then Bernie as well. Bobby had uh, Ohio State winning 28-21, which he almost got spot on. The final score was 28-17, so Damn. almost got an extra point there. He also had Clippers win. Um, and then uh, Bernie had Ohio State 34-28, and he had a Rockets win. Um, so I get one back Fuck. on him there. And I almost forgot, as I usually do, let me review the standings. So after last week, Bernie is 21 20 and 13 for 20 points. I am 18 and 15 for 19 points. Bobby, 13 and 20 for 13. Um, I will update this, obviously, after the week. Uh, but, yeah, just real quick talking about the Ohio State game. Um, the game started off 21 nothing Ohio State, and it looked like it was over. Uh, and then there was uh, a couple turnovers by Ohio State uh, that really killed them, shot themselves in the foot. And uh, also a... Uh, Justin Fields, maybe an injury, like a minor injury, was having wrist problems. Uh, Penn State, Sean Clifford, their quarterback, went out with an injury, and their backup came in and did work. But uh, overall, uh, Ohio State gets the win, which is going to give them the Big Ten. Um, Fortunately, it hurts to say as a Michigan fan. But we still have a game against them next week to maybe uh, spoil their college football playoff hopes. Uh, Not their hopes, but uh, maybe to just put a dent in that a little bit. Uh, scare them a little bit, but they're going to take the uh, take the East and play either Wisconsin or Minnesota for the Big Ten title. But uh, and mentioning that, by the way, next I don't know if we're going to have a podcast next week, but um, I want to somehow do game picks because next week is going to be the best week in college Follow football. Follow us on Twitter, and you'll get those exclusive picks. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> I was going to say uh, rivalry week in college football. There's nothing like it. But the other two games are two NFL games, as you have NFL on here. We got the Eagles versus the Seahawks and the Packers versus the 49ers, which got flexed to um, which got flexed to Sunday Night Football, so that'll be a good game. So I will start off um, with the Eagles and the Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to have – this one was tough, and this was kind of a gut feeling, which I'm trying to go with uh, often and not now. Uh, I'm going to go an Eagles win 24-23 at home. Um, this feels like a game that the Eagles have to win. Um, if they, it, you know, it, it just, to me, 
they're they're clinging on right now. I think I believe they're five and five. And uh, fortunately for them, I mean the Cowboys a handful ahead of them division, but it just feels like a game they have to win to get themselves in the playoffs. Or you to say about, you themselves. say something about the Cowboys again, you cut out there for a second. Can you say it again? Oh, I'm sorry. I said the Cowboys are only a few games ahead in the in their division. So, I mean, they have a bad division. But, um, yeah, this game is uh, actually the Vegas has uh, Philly minus one, which is a little bit crazy to me, especially with how good the Seahawks have been this year. Um. A lot of injury concerns for the Eagles. Lane Johnson is going to be out, which is a big loss on the offensive line. But again, hurt all fucking season. Well, they're wide receivers. It's been crazy. But I, I'm like I said, I'm ultimately picking this game for the Eagles just because I feel like this is a must-win spot, and they're just going to get it done. Um, mm-hmm. But Bobby, what's uh, what's your pick? Uh, I got the Seahawks winning this one pretty decisively. I got twenty-four to fourteen. Uh, look, the Eagles have been, have, they're going to be at home, right? And I mean, they got to be loud, but they weren't able to beat the Patriots and they've had some, just some terrible, terrible luck with injuries and they just haven't been able to collect themselves together. And you know, you guys know how big of a Russell Wilson believer I am, man. I mean, this team <laughs> is, is something serious. Uh, I, I don't think Eagles are going to be able to hang on this one, especially with that battered that they are. So I have these, the, the Seahawks winning this one pretty, pretty easily to be quite honest with you. It, it, I don't think it's going to be much of a show. And Brendy's going to agree with you. Yes, Seahawks winning 220. That'll be an interesting game, too. Cut out a little bit again there. We're all good. So, yeah, Seahawks. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's my. It's probably hope, me. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I hope I might be my Wi Fi. Better not be my new mic. <laughs> yep. Um, right. Trying to rob you blind of your high quality voice. <laughs> but uh, the last game we have is the, the uh, Packers and the 49ers. Um, the 49ers are favored by three points in this game. Oh, I didn't give, oh yeah, I did give Brandy's. I'm losing my mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. So for this game, uh, I am going to have the Packers win 27, the 19. Again, this is, this is a really good matchup. And, um, I think this is two, two times in a row this year that I've picked against my beloved. I said that, you know, "Quote unquote beloved 49ers uh, with the, the whole pre uh, NFL uh, show we did, but yeah, I think again they're having some injury problems themselves. I think like basically George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, like half of their offense is questionable for the game. So uh, I don't know what's going on there, and I just feel like Aaron Rodgers. Now it isn't. If this was in Lambeau, there's no chance I'm picking against the Packers. Uh, but there's something about Aaron Rodgers and playing in prime time. This guy is clutch as hell. So uh, I'm gonna go there. 27-19 for the Packers. Bobby, what do you got? I have an absolute fucking thriller shootout. <laughs> absolute shootout. I mean, there's just shouldn't. I mean, I don't know how you don't. I got 42-35 Packers on this one. Uh, Packers have got it locked, man. Um, and as much as I have just been in spite of the 49ers fucking run this season, <laughs> literally all because, because of me. I, yeah, no, I literally love Jimmy Garoppolo. He, I, I love him. I was so excited when he got, when he was on the 49ers last season and, and started, you know, pulling games for him. Right. And then he got hurt. Yeah. But I, I, unfortunately my rivalry with Tyler, Tyler surpasses that. So, uh, I've been hating this, but, but it's not only that, I mean, just I think the Packers are just a better team all around veteran quarterback. 
Uh, they've kind of got it locked down on all fronts this time around, and like uh, Tyra said, there's some uh, injury concerns. So I got I've I have a shootout. I have a nice game. It's going to be really fun to watch. But I got Green Bay just pulling away. On that NFL preview show, I had two really good picks. Number one being the 49ers. Obviously, I didn't have them doing this, but I had them, you know, doing well this year. And the other pick that kind of went unnoticed is I actually had the Packers winning their division. And really? that was a division with the Vikings, the Bears, you know, the Bears coming off their incredible season. The Vikings, you know, obviously had a bad season, but you look for Kirk Cousins to bounce back, and they have. And and the Lions, who, you know, unfortunately for them, they're the worst team in that division, but I don't even think they're that bad. Mm. And um, and I had the Packers coming out, so I'm, I'm proud of that pick, too. But I just, Aaron Rodgers, I've always loved him. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, but wrapping it up, uh, Brendy has the Packers winning 30-24, to 24, so we all have the Packers there. Um, but, yeah, it's now, uh, after today's results, I should say, um, it is tied up between me and Brendy at the top. So it got interesting again because for a while he was starting to pull away, uh, but I pulled it back. So uh, that is that. And we will finish the show with the next track of the week. What do you got for us this week? Uh, this is a brand new track from Claude Von Stroke, who is 48, I just found out. <laughs> and Green Velvet, who is 52. Those guys are a lot older than I thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Claude Von Stroke, also known as Barclay Crenshaw, which is his real name. I'm like, which one that's is his real name? They are both interesting names. Either yeah, one could be his real both, name. Both badass. <laughs> so yeah. he goes by. So he glows by Claude Von Stroke when he's doing house music, and then he has a bass music side project where he goes by Berkeley Crenshaw. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jesus. awesome. All right, dude. Whatever. So anyway, he just collabed with. Green Velvet, who's like, I mean, Claude Von Stroke, Green Velvet, Fisher, Chris Lake are like the big four of house music right now. So it's kind of like, it's it's a collab between the big four, or two of the big four, rather. So it's called, just came out on Friday. It's called Jolene. Let's hear that. Let's hear that groovy bass line. <laughs> Describe that song pre-show as interesting. I will say it is interesting, but it's also a bit catchy. <laughs> I was bobbing my so, head, man. I mean, that baseline's yeah. serious, dude, man. dude. Literally, that's the selling point for house music. If you go to a show and you can hear those subs, like really good, it's like listening to like just a funky ass jazz song, pretty yeah. much. But I mean, yeah. obviously, it's electronically produced. But I mean, that's literally the selling point. Like, it just. If you can't dance, too bad. You're gonna end up dancing, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, was gonna, I mean, I was bobbing my head too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So check those guys out for sure, especially their new song. It's really good. Their their collab project is known as Get Real. It's when uh, whenever Claude and Green Velvet collab together, they're known as Get Real. Track link in the description. 
Awesome. And that's going to end our show. I mentioned this before. Uh, there, we're going to have to see. Um, there's a poss- there's a real possibility that we won't be recording next week, obviously. It's the holidays, man. We got we got, we got to yes. celebrate with some family. You know, Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving everybody. Um, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, and- everybody. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy the Thanksgiving football game. Yes. Enjoy the and- turkey. And if you're uh, somebody you're like Tyrion, that's okay. No. no, I was gonna say if you're somebody, <laughs> that, that's true too. Uh, I'm I guess you're say, love. If you're a somebody who works in retail like me, I will pray for you. If you pray for me for Black Friday, because um, <laughs> that's not fun. Uh, no. But yeah, so again, we'll we will see. We'll post it on Twitter if we're recording. If not, enjoy the holidays, and uh, we'll be back on the flip side of the week. And uh, just another note, uh, listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other podcasting platform, uh, there will now be mid-roll ads, in which Bobby recorded, and uh, sounds really good, from our friends over at Anchor. Uh, so just a heads up there. But uh, yeah. I know seeing those a little more, hopefully. Hey, man, we got to pay the bills. Yeah. There you go. pay the bills around here. <laughs> so, they, um, they should be. They'll, they'll probably be, they'll come right before in case you missed it. It's where I'm currently placing them. Uh, so just, you know. We're just starting to put them in, so bear with us. They shouldn't be anything too extreme. They're only maybe like 45 seconds at the moment. So Yeah, just um, mute it. Yep. <laughs> Bobby Literally, that's sa- what I do for ads. I'm not listening to it. Bob, I don't care. I, I just mute it. I will yeah. say, Bobby sounded like very um, professional. It was very, you know, good Would you stuff, believe man. me if I told you that that was only my second take is what you heard there? That's very good. And that wasn't like editing all the lines together. Like I read the whole thing live. And then just threw music under it, and the the sound effects in the beginning and end. Uh, yeah, very you will, you will easily know when that's coming in. By the way, um, <laughs> Bobby's uh, not subtle about his, uh, you know, little sound effects. Yes, no, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm only, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm literally saying that just because I surprised myself. I thought I was gonna have to do one of those things where I read like two sentences at a time and then just edit it together. I'm like, holy shit, I got through it. Holy shit, I think this is actually going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I applaud you for that. But anyway, yeah, we just wanted to put that in there. But that is all for the show. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach us at Twitter and Facebook at Complain Network. Like I said, we'll update you um, and potentially with what happens, put the pics in there. But is that, that is all for the show. We will see you next time for episode 43 of the Complain Podcast.